Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. Joining me on mic number two is, as always, the super spotter, Margo. What's going on? Oh, am I allowed to talk? Yeah, you can talk. I didn't want to make any noises that could be misconstrued as a sigh or a grunt. Yeah, it's okay. We, we'll, we'll just move on from that. It's, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Oh, dink of the week. Probably heard Peyton crying and thought it was you. I don't cry, but I just, can I just, one second? Yeah. Because somebody thought that I sighed or grunted and it was, they thought it was about them. The instance where they were talking about never happened in the show at all because you talked about this person once. Let me just put this out there. If I have something to say, I'm going to say it. Until the day somebody kicks my ass, then I'm probably going to say it with a black eye. Well, in and if, if I have to think really hard about who you are and what car you drive, I promise I'm not sighing because your name is mentioned. And you know what? Normally when you sigh, you, you have a pretty good reason to do it. So, Or, you know, I'm just breathing. Or yeah, so, Which you do sometimes. Sometimes I breathe heavily. It's because I hold my breath so I can say all of these words at once. <laughs> Feel better? For now. All right. Let's move on with the show here. <laughs> uh, busy show on this one. Um, we're going to talk about the event over at New Smarter Speedway featuring the Mod Mini 50. Uh, we'll talk about the NASCAR race at Pocono. We have two interviews on this show. That's right. Doubling down on interviews. Sometimes it's hard to schedule people. Sometimes... They all want to be on the same show, and that's what's great about doing a podcast. We can do that. Um, we have an interview with Legends car driver, Lacey Cool, and we'll hear from Paul Wall, one of Margo's favorite drivers, Mr. Paul Kochi. <laughs> He's like one of my well. least favorite drivers, <laughs> but one of my favorite people. He, both interviews are very great, um, two very different personalities, but two bright personalities that are good for uh, any racetrack. So uh, two interviews for you today. And on the back side of the show, uh, like I said, we'll talk about the, the NASCAR race at Pocono. We'll, we'll go over the Thunder Road stuff since we've been following that. And uh, anything else that Margo might have, because um, there's for the second week in a row, there's no around the state. New Smyrna is the only track to get their races in last week. I got nothing. Well, good. It'll be, it'll be an easy listen today. But before we get into everything on the show, I've got to thank our sponsors, of course, uh, we can't thank E.J. Wilcoxon and American Auto enough. They have signed on for, uh, just I mean, countless episodes. I so. owe him a case of White Claw. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that, too. We had a little bit of fun after the races on Saturday. Um, so we got to thank American Auto, 124 Welding and Fabrication. Um, brand new sponsor, Schultz Fuel Cells has come on board as a new major partner here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Of course, that's Rob Schultz, 602, modified driver. Um, his fuel cells, uh, actually the uh, official fuel cell of NASCAR. So, Stuart Friesen sponsor. And Stuart Friesen sponsor, yeah. So we welcome uh, Schultz Fuel Cells on board here to the podcast. And, of course, we have Jeff White Racing, Ken Copley Racing, 70 Motorsports, Doug Samian, Bromley Motorsports. Those are our, our big supporters. And never give up. I almost, sorry, Andy, I didn't mean to forget you there, but uh, never give up racing as well. And Andy Morrison, I uh, can't thank these guys enough. I mean, if you remember when we first started doing this thing, we didn't have sponsors. And now I've got, I've got a list. So I appreciate y'all listening and uh, supporting the racing here. Honorable the, mentions. Honorable mentions, Speedway Video. And Frank the Tank Button. Frank Bougie Button. Bougie Motorsports. What a hell of a job Frank did this past Saturday. That's for sure. 
Yeah, we've got to give them some love. They ordered a bunch of T-shirts, so bougie motorsports. And Justin Otterholt, too, ordering a bunch of stuff. for. He's going to put our stickers on uh, on his Spectator Racing car this yeah, weekend, so it's pretty cool. I had them made for him the last time that there were Spectator races, and he wasn't there with his truck, so I just sold those stickers. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just buy you. I'll just, well, I'll just good thing you, you know how to make more, so. Sorry, decals, decals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't call them stickers. Sticky now. things. Get Kenny upset. Sticky things. Um, so, yeah, let's get into this thing. Um, so, on paper, I, I don't know about you, but I was feeling kind of like, well, we'll see what happens on Saturday. Didn't didn't read to be the most exciting event, but all in all, I, I think we got what we expected as far as the, the cars. Uh, a few surprises, maybe. I think um, the racing was good. I, I thought it was a great night. I didn't watch the Modifieds. Yeah, you didn't miss much there. I watched the 602 Modifieds. I didn't that was watch a good race. the Modifieds. So what, what do you think? Do you think um, the event was better than expected this weekend? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, th- I think it was better than expected. I, I think so, too. And, and the crowd kind of shocked me. I'm like, man, there ain't going to be much of a crowd tonight. I think the fact that there was no real chance of rain, that, that always helps. Because people, when they know there might be rain, might be a little trepidatious and might not show up. But the good crowd... Good car to racing, a good show, good efficient show is done by 10 o'clock. Yeah. Or right after 10 o'clock, and that's the way it should be. Yeah. You know, you don't want to you don't want to keep people there all night, but you also don't want to be done. You don't want to be done at like 9 o'clock every single night, like a couple weeks ago when the rain was coming. That was nice, though. I mean, every now and then, but it just doesn't feel, it just feels like you get people in, you get people out. You, you like to, you like for the event to, to have a little bit of link to it, but I think it was one of the most efficient full programs without the threat of weather that we've had in a long, long, long time. So I got to give kudos uh, to Ralph, the race director. Um, kudos to everybody down on pit road to help keep things going. And kudos to the drivers being, for the most part, ready to go. The only thing I have a gripe about, I feel like uh, qualifying for modifieds was a waste of time. Absolute waste of time. Because who was it? Wayne Parker, Ricky Moxley, the 77, and who else? Bruns. Okay, and let me let me guess how they how they qualified. Okay, Wayne Parker, Ricky Moxley, Alan Bruns, and the seventy-seven. Wrong. Okay, Ricky Moxley, Wayne Parker, yeah, Alan Bruns, and the seventy-seven. Jerry Simon's in there too. He I got there was like Jerry Simon's was, like four. was there. There were there were six cars that that okay. raced. Okay, and the finish was Wayne Parker, Ricky Moxley, Jerry Simon's, Alan Bruns, the seventy-seven. Mike Don beat the seventy-seven because the seventy-seven blew up. Okay. So, so let's let's start there since we're getting I into it. I feel like I feel like qualifying for cars was a complete waste of time. I I honestly believe that when you have a special event, if you have less than 8 cars, you don't get to qualify pill draw. No, do a pill draw. And if you pill don't draw like and it, go. wine. Because it's going to be the I, I feel like the end result will rel- relatively be the same and if not it might mix things up a little bit. Okay, but but even then they had five cars, so they couldn't invert because you can't invert more than half the field. Right, I think the invert was like the front row. So would that matter? It, it, no, it was the front row. From Moxley started outside, yeah, Parker started on the inside. Yeah, you can't more than half the field. Right, right. So it's like pointless, really. It's absolutely pointless. I agree. Just draw the pills and start straight up. If the drivers don't like it, wine, you guys are going to do that anyways. I mean, back when we had the drops, the qualifying really had to happen to give equal weight to... Uh, that's why we started with the qualifying points to give equal weight to each show. Yeah. But now that there's no drop, who cares if one race is worth fifty and the other one's worth seventy-five? If you don't want to heat or qualify, it, it all 
winds up being the same at the end of the day. Oh, so that's why he's still leading by many points. We didn't. Yeah, you, you guys were. It if, was a stalemate. If there was a qualifying, or if it was there, if there was a heat race instead of qualifying, it would have been great. No, it wouldn't because well, he still qualified. He might have beat you in the heat race, so that might have cost you. You didn't lose anything. You didn't gain anything. Right, that's fine. All right, so the modified race. Uh, you'll have to talk about it. I yeah. So uh, I, I actually had zero cares, and and I'm not. I've said what I've had to say about the big modified division for weekly shows, and I still, I still believe that uh, I'm not going to crap on them. But um, I did look at the thumbnail from Speedway video, and you see Ricky Moxley's car out of shape coming to the first green. Is that the one exciting moment? And that was that was it. That okay. that was literally the moment. Um, I, I do got to give a shout out to the '77 team of Hunter Slayton when that car showed up here in February for Speed Weeks because they they just moved down from Virginia. That car was slow. It could barely make the starting field. I think he made – he was at the World Series the whole week, and I think he made, like, four laps. Yeah. Uh, the car just wasn't wasn't where they needed it to be. First race of the season, which was an eternity ago at this point, uh, they, they were slow. I mean, just bad, real bad, like, off the pace. So I got to give kudos to that team. They – they I mean, they, they didn't get the finish they wanted, uh, but they've gotten their car to where it's on the same straightaway as Jerry Simons, as Alan Bruns. It's not – it's not as fast as Wayne Parker. It's not as fast as Ricky Moxley. But they have done work. And you see a lot of these guys who don't run well, they never run well. They don't ever work on anything. So <laughs> kudos to the 77 team. My clutch for, broke for the 38th time because, well, I just keep putting the same broken clutch in. Sorry. Well, you know how that goes. But, uh, <laughs> no, I got to give a shout-out to them. But, um, I mean, we can move on from the modifieds because once Wayne Parker got out in front, um, he ran away with it. It was nice to see Ricky Moxley in attendance in the modified again. I feel like he just belongs in a modified. That's just what suits yes. his style. Um, so great to see him out there. One of the nicest guys you'll see in the pits. And it was his birthday too, so I'm glad he had a good day. I love Ricky. He, yeah, he's one of the one of the cool. I feel like he would have won the sports and race if, if his pill draw wasn't oh, yeah. the way it was. I forgot he, sharp drove bite. The, he drove for the 44 Macarine's car. Yeah. They're trying to sell that car. So um, they, They're getting out of racing for now, and then they'll be back. I feel like all these people that are like all these all, all these families that have been around Orlando, New Smyrna forever. When they get out, they get back in. Yeah, They'll I mean, like Ricky took a little bit of a break. His yep. daughter Taylor used to race, and then now she's doing the whole wife and mom thing. She had a sportsman built. I think she still has it. I don't know. I think Ricky's been racing it now. I've known her and like I've known Ricky since the truck days. Taylor had a truck. They had um, Tommy Steyer as their crew chief. Oh yeah. Yep. And then, you know, modifieds and I've, yep. I've seen Ricky race everything and I love it. Oh, and he'll get, he's, he's, he's kind of like Dodge Carlberg, give him the keys and he'll race. Race cars don't use keys. You know what I mean? Give him the pointer finger to the ignition and let him go. Yeah. Yep. Strap him Some in and let them him go. Some their thumb. I, I It's wouldn't. just easier to use I, your I don't thumb. like to use my thumb on buttons. I got to, you know. All right. I'm going to watch you next time you use the TV remote. You use your thumb for that. You use your thumb to text, too. You also use your thumb to play video games. You know what? Yeah, you're uh -huh. right. I know. Good. So, Hang on anyway, one, more time, one more time for you're me. You're right. You got it. Thank you. You got it. I've been right occasionally from time to time. I'm right enough where people actually listen to this. So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, congratulations to Wayne Parker. Gets win number two of the season. Um, I think the only downside of the Modifieds actually being there this week was somebody we haven't seen in a while was there. So, anyway. Uh, moving on to the oh. moving to the <laughs> mod minis now. Um, you know what? Kudos to the mod minis. Um, I know eight cars isn't a lot of cars, but I was thinking we'd have make maybe five or six cars. I told you there would be seven. 
there and, was eight. And there was eight. And and you know what? Seeing well, we said there would be ten. Yeah. There might have been. But and there's that, that some one that always gets on Facebook and yep. talks, oh, I'm building this big badass mod mini. Somebody else is going to come drive it for me. And he didn't show up because it wasn't ready again. Well, it was ready, but they didn't get from I, I heard from uh, inside source of people that know the family very well that were like, well, we came to see Timmy's new car tonight, but they said they didn't get enough track time. Like Tim, like, like, like they need more like track Sean time. Like Sean Bass needs any more track time. They could have went out in the two, three sessions of practice and whooped everybody's ass, but they didn't want to. I, I think they Maybe got they should wind. try to put Patrick Thomas in the car instead of Sean Bass. We can show mm. a real driver in a Mod Mini. Interesting. He's practiced one before. Mm. That's um, not a dig at Sean Bass. It is a dig at their rivalry, though. Um, I, I think maybe they got wind that those Citrus cars were coming and oh. didn't want to look bad and on they, their first they night They don't out. want to race against a Cater car and Robbie Yoke. I, I mean, the Volpiuses and Yoakum have raced against each other Yes, one of the best Mod Minis races I've ever seen was Ted Volpius versus Robbie Yoakum. That was my whole childhood. You're not going to tell me anything. I don't. So, that was my entire childhood. And I'm not... You know what? If y'all don't want to race, y'all don't want to race. But don't build... Forty-five bazillion dollar cars, and then complain that it doesn't pay enough. How much you, you does just, it cost to build a mod mini that's competitive? Thirty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, I walk why? right back out of that the, meeting the, at that point. It pays two hundred to win ninety percent of the events at New Smyrna in the season. So unless you're building a car specifically for the one big mod mini race in the state, the Sermons race, which doesn't happen anymore, what are you building such an expensive car for? And and Timmy, if you listen to this, I love you, dude, but. Don't that don't build a crazy ass expensive car and then go on Facebook and complain that the payout's still the same. You, the payout has been the same for years. Why are That's you doing it, but that? But that is the problem: is that the the mod mini payout has been the same for years. Well, but, everybody's payout's been the same unless the sponsor comes on board. And a sponsor's not going to come on board when there's only four or five cars on a weekly basis. Right. I love mod minis. That is the division that I work in the most. I have the most fun spotting in a mod mini, for the most part. I'm having a lot of fun spotting for the truck too. Well, there was a sponsor that was in talks of sponsoring the class, but and they decided to put their money into bringing people out to the racetrack instead of putting it to the division that doesn't seem to care. It's so kind of I, just literally, like, that's what I heard. Everybody so. who's talked about sponsoring Mod Minis or who wants to do better for Mod Minis that aren't actively there with a Mod Mini is just blowing smoke up everybody else's ass yeah. and then turning their cheek and talking shit about the track that they supposedly love and support mm -hmm. and you know what i'd rather have those 10 15 people in the stands cheering somebody on and the loudest pop of the night went to todd hot because he brought 10 to 15 people to watch that race do you know how intimidating it is i stand to spot right where his family is and if brad and todd are like running side by side i'm just like shit 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 yep. shit, shit 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 don't say the wrong thing like, because I pretty much have to yell to talk to Brad for him to hear me. I'm like, great. Yeah, you got to try to hear yourself over the race cars. I'm like, great. They're going to fucking fight me one of these days. But anyways, uh, enough of that. And I'm not trying to be confrontational or stir shit up. I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, mod minis are supposed to be, and and they're not, and they're never going to be this way. But I feel like, you know, they've they've out, they've, they've done, they've sportsmen themselves. They're, they've out, you know outpace themselves for in, in lost sight of what they were supposed to be. And I, I think they're a cool division. I mean, you know, the cars look cool. Uh, each one looks somewhat different. You can tell who builds which cars because they have the same style. But every car has their, their little nuance. It's not a template class like like a late model or a, 
Tormod. It doesn't matter. They're so much slower than super stocks. Yeah, well, ask Richard Newton what it's like to beat a bunch of super stocks over in Orlando. Slower than super stocks, 14 laps into their 50 lap race. Who cares? When they run the same qualifying. Who cares what the speed is? No one can tell what the speed is. Kenny does. Unless you look at at race monitor, no one can tell what the speed is. I mean, you slow them down, no one can tell. But also, if you're taking lap times 14 laps into a 50-lap race and think that you're going to be getting the fastest lap times, you need to reevaluate your entire life. Yeah, look at the qualifying times. That'll tell you more. Yeah, Todd Hot qualified with a 21.084. And what are the super stocks doing? 21 flats, high 1900s. If you're running 19 flats like some people say they are, um... Jeff and man, you got some good tire grip. Man, you've got some good (laughs) tires. Man, let me tell you some some, that tape on the nose. Look, man, you get that eight cylinder motor going, it screams down the straightaway, especially against a four cylinder one. Yeah, but then it gets to the corners, and it's like watching the bomber. If you watch the bomber A's and then you watch the bomber B's, those bomber B's, those are six and eight cylinder cars, but they look like they are going nowhere. Anyways, mod mini race. Um, actually, one of the it was actually a very good race. It's very entertaining. I know. I was there for it. Yeah. And, and your guy, Brad, he started on the pole, led a lot of the race. I think he raced smart at the end when his – his the, the two-car came to life. Like Dodge Carlbert, who hadn't been here in a long time. I don't I don't know if he's ever raced a bottom here or if it's been a while. Um, he didn't qualify well. He did not show his hand in qualifying. Wasn't even on my radar for the race. I'm like, that's a pretty-looking car. Good to have Sean Cater and those guys here. Um, but, man, second half of the race, the two – Picked it up, battled hard with Todd Hot. Once he cleared Todd, he set sail on Brad and, and won the race. So um, Dodge Carlbert, A, good to see him there. always like having the Carlberts at the track. I know it's a big effort for them to come from the West Coast to be here. Um, and, you know. He qualified fourth. Was he fourth or yep. fifth? He was fourth. fourth. Okay. So it, it, he just didn't show this. He did not show his race speed in qualifying is my point. But. Um, when he got out to lead, he set sail and got his first new Smyrna win. So it was, you know, I know you want Brad to win the big race, but, uh, very cool to see one of the outsiders come in and actually have some success. Cause a lot of time the outsiders, no matter what the division is, unless it's speed weeks, they don't have much success. So no, I enjoyed seeing it. And Brad kind of talked to you after the race and he's like, yep. look, I saw that two come and he's like, I, I let him go. Oh, I think Brad, we're, Brad's we're a smart racing. racer. He knows how to take care of his equipment. And I, I feel like. He saw the two coming and f- figured, well, if we get a caution with like five to go, if I don't use up all my stuff to run a closer second, maybe I might be able to cool my stuff down yeah. and, and have a second shot at him. And I think Brad did. He, we were really hoping for a caution. Oh, I'm sure everybody was. And, and I feel like um, Brad was probably like, you know, uh, let me race hard enough to stay in second, but no harder than that at this point. Yeah, and we were uh, kind of playing around with some new stuff on the radio, some new spotting ways yeah. uh but i think he said like his favorite part of it was hearing me say you've got them by like five carlings on todd hot robbie yokum who he's like anybody that races mod minis wants to beat robbie yokum yeah that car is not did. where he needed it to be at all i I don't know if he was on new tires at all no i, I don't know no, it had to be they came in with american racers yeah, so it had to be on new tires what a shame yep well, you know, he was faster in Governor's Cup and then got in that wreck, and he just wasn't the same today. Sometimes you just miss it, you know? I th- I hope that they come back for more regular races. That would I don't be nice. I they will, but I, it's always fun to spot against people. Like, I, d- I liked competing against a Sean Cater race car. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not to take away anything from Todd Hot or David Russell or anybody else that we race with on a weekly basis. No, it's just but fun. But it's to always fun when the new guys are newer. 
be out of towners out of towners come. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I wish they would. I mean, our door is always open, and I understand why they don't all the time. It's expensive. I get it. I get it. If it's not worth it, then you know you don't have to come. Um, so yeah, good mom mini race. Congratulations to Dodge Carlbert. He tagged me in Facebook, and he's like, "Hey, is this good enough for driver of the week? Not how driver of the week for." The track no, no, works. Two consecutive track championships also apparently aren't good enough for right, right. For I driver mean, of the week, he wins my driver of the week for for the show uh, th- this week for sure. So good to have him. Nice, nice kid. Nice family. Um, so moving on, where's where's my results here? Moving on from that, away. we had, and and I'll go over the full results here in a minute. Let's uh, well, we'll talk about the the bomber A's for like their ninety third race in a row. Give them credit; they brought fifteen cars. Um, I know they're starting they're to fucking cheating ass forty seven. They're starting to trend downward. Tear them down. Pay to tear them down. No, I wish everybody else would though. <laughs> well, that's all I have to say. That's, Steve, Steve Wright went out there and dominated. The first six laps of this race were great though. Watching everybody scramble from the back of the field. It was like controlled chaos because they did so well until poor Aaron spun out and collected a couple there, guys. I'm like texting Steven's girlfriend trying to keep her updated. And I'm like, I, 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 I can't focus. I'm like, you got Steven and the dinguses up front. You got CJ who forgot his fast in the back. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm no help. Poor bombers need a week off, man. They need. I need. Okay, so they're on the schedule for August 13th. And so are mod minis and ground pounders. I need it to rain. Maybe it will. Because I won't be there. Um, there there was one big incident in, in this event. Aaron Foy, now I saw it just as he started going around. So I, I think oh, he just, what, what He happened? got caught in the water from the 12F. That oh. Dwayne, Dwayne Caleb, K- is yeah, that Yeah, K- Caleb Jones is. Or yeah. whatever. I feel, yeah. uh, I think I read what I was reading on the bomber page was he had, he was leaking something and that's what Aaron. Uh, okay. Well, that explains why he just snapped around. I know Aaron's got enough car control to not just lose it. I mean, I know it but happens. It for but, bad luck, he'd have no luck though. Right, well, yeah, that, that poor team the last two weeks has gotten nothing but bad luck. But uh, yeah, Aaron spun out, obviously, uh, from what we hear, uh, from what we understand, hit something on the track and, and from another competitor and, Went around, collected Daniel Snyder, who was up in the mix, and poor Daniel Bromley, who has had zero luck this year as well. That car all cattywampus again. Uh, kudos for them coming back out and making a lap, Crabby though. car. Yeah, it was the cra- for sure, Crabby Patty. Absolutely. Um, so big wreck there, but when that dust settled, it thinned out the field, and Stephen Wright dominated. That was the biggest margin of victory, if, if I'm not mistaken, all season long. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Yeah, I mean... I'll, I'll talk about it. He went out there and whooped ass. Is his car legal? That, well, that's not my job to say, and it's not my business to be in. So He made it through tech. He was legal on that night. So, um, you know, hey, Bomber guys, if you're worried about a guy waxing your ass, tear him down. Pay to tear him down. You can do that. It's in the rules. It's all for fun. We don't actually mean any of the shit we do. Well, We're all friends. We should I, I think they like to vent, and that's fine. Um, I vent all the time, so... You know what we need is a uh, we need the drivers to get together and have their own podcast. Um, drivers, if, if any of you want to make a podcast and send me the audio, I'll upload it and manage it for you uh, for a small fee. Um, I think it'd be great to have the drivers give their side of things. Um, but no, Stephen Wright went out there and dominated the event. Uh, Dustin Higdon finished second. C.J. Creech, who, Mar- as Margo said, forgot his fast, had to start dead last. Oh, he said that. And... Um, he finished sixth, but the points lead now down to about eight. I know it's actually down to six. He lost eight points. It's down to six. So the the points battle between Dustin Higdon and C.J. Creech is 
getting closer and CJ starting to feel the pressure. Well, I might have read the comment wrong because now I'm seeing where Aaron was on the page and was like, it was my driving that caused melee in turn three. I don't know. It is what it is. Race hmm. cars get loose. Sometimes they slide. It's fine. Well, hey, maybe fine. he hit a weeper. That is a very, very good possibility. Because that car just... No, no, turn again. three and four cries worse than a teenage girl who's going through her first breakup at a Taylor Swift song. It cries worse than Peyton if we leave the room. Accurate. So, anyways, whatever happened, Aaron's car just snapped around and, and went around. Uh, Caleb Jones, you, you mentioned him. He ran his best race, but I guess they're looking for a motor now. I, I feel like... Engine. Whatever. Motorsports, engine sports. Um, I, I feel like this weekend... Due to some of the attrition, this might be our smallest bomber field of the season, um, but that that's okay. They need they need a break. I know Uniel sidelined for a little while. Poor eyelashes. He, he needs to recoup, um, but I think he might be out in the spectator race this week for fun. I, can we have a burnout contest so I can just see him again? Yeah, uh, September twenty fourth with the Armadillo. Oh, cool! I'm gonna. I need new tires on the Durango. I'm no, just gonna absolutely that drive, not. Bitch. Um, so yeah, Stephen Wright wins the bomber race. And Bomber Bees, they had a great race, too. Uh, Frank Button, we kind of alluded to it at the top of the show, uh, ran a great race, led some laps. Stepped on his tallywhacker. No, he just looked looked at at his his mirror. mirror. (laughs) (laughs) I texted Holly. I'm like, breathe. She goes, I'm going to rip the fucking mirror out of his car. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody was picking on him, too, and they were telling him exactly what he should have done. And I know they were picking on him, but you could tell Frank was like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. As if he hasn't given the same shit to other people. Oh, yeah. But, no, he, he did a great job with the first 15 laps. There was a caution for a, a single-car spin, and, and Tony Bromley, and kudos for Tony Bromley. He was all over Frank for much of the event, raced him very clean. A little bumper tag, but it was good racing. Um, you know, a little knock on the door, let, let him know he was here, and, and Tony was able to outduel Frank. And uh, Frank's going to win a race this year, I feel like. Yes, when everybody else doesn't show up. Well, that's mean. I'm kidding. That's really mean. Poor Frank. Hello. I sighed. Sorry. Um, but no, Tony Bromley gets the win here <laughs> over Frank Button. Who was third? I can't remember who was third. Gordy. Oh, Ben Say. Ben Say was back in the Mustang, and he finished third. He's having a good year. Uh, Bomber B division's been a lot of fun this year, in my opinion. Yeah. A lot more. No offense to Shane Satoris. Uh, All lot, of the offense to Shane Satoris. <laughs> a, lot, a lot more fun to watch um, when you have a couple of different people in contention for the win. Um, it, it's a shame Shane's car didn't start because he probably would have gotten another victory, but it's a shame. Uh, it was, it was, it, yes, yeah, a shame. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, but no, Tony Brownlee gets the win. He's got an insurmountable points lead. He should, if he just shows up. Oh, or what? Insurmountable point lead. And I'm the English major. All right. I'm just going to weep. You don't know what that means? It means, uh, going to be hard to beat. In layman's terms. Okay, now can you mansplain it to me? I just did. <laughs> you welcome said in, to Oh, the, is that what layman's layman terms? Ladies Sorry. and gentlemen, welcome to the mansplaining with Ryan podcast. Margo has to deal with it. Uh, but uh, Tony Bromley is having a, a great season. His his good his luck continues. I think he takes all of his brother's luck away. Um, that, that definitely has to be what happened. Uh, and then we have the 602. That younger child thing. That's it. The redheaded stepchild. Um, 602 modifieds last race of the night. Um, Wait, uh, we can really just call it the Bud McIntyre and Rob Schultz show. Well, it, and it and was Christopher on occasion. It, it was that, but it was a good race. I, I feel like Rob had two or three opportunities to win the race and he just, 
he, I, don't, okay, I don't know so if I was, he just didn't want to take it or what. But. His wife, Colleen, spots for him. Yeah. And she was like, every time he got up there and I felt like he could pass, I told him not to. And I'm like, okay. Well, we've made jokes about me spotting for him instead of Colleen, and I might have to do that. Why would anybody's spotter tell him not to pass? Because she didn't want him to try to take the position and something happened to where they wrecked both of the cars. Yeah. Okay. So so it was, it was a, kind of a playing it safe thing, it but she totally didn't thing. have to. With Spotting with modifieds is a whole different monster. Sure, because if you get a run and then your car gets squirrely as you're coming off the corner and you both hit, you're done. Yeah, like I feel like if she was spotting for maybe a mod mini or a truck, she'd have been like, all right, just go ahead and go because there's fenders you can bounce off of. Bounce off of. Well, in a you really can't bounce off tires in a modified and have that end well. In, in a modified, I mean, you cling and you clang and then you bang you into the cling wall. Cling and you clang. That's right. Um, shout out to Ben Dodge. Um, I don't know if anything's public yet, but uh, just keep him in your thoughts. Um, hopefully, we'll see him down for Speed Weeks next February. But uh, keep Mr. Ben in your thoughts. Uh, keep the positive vibes going for him. Um, but no, just a, a it, it was an exciting race, and for all the bullshit that people talk on Facebook about this division, just let them do their thing, let them build their class, because uh, or let them destroy their class, whichever. Well, I, the people on Facebook would rather them destroy their class, but uh, I, I feel like it has potential to be a good thing if people would just let them get there. I will be interested because you know I'm I'm supposed to be helping this division. I run their Facebook page. I would love to know the rules for next year because I've been getting that so be many helpful. I've been that getting be so helpful. many questions. Absolutely. So it'd be great if I could get the rules. And I asked Chris about it this week, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Rusty has them." I asked Rusty about him. He's like, "Oh, get them from Chris." The fuck, man. Yeah, that's that that kind of thing isn't very good. But like, nope. If y'all want them up on your website, you know, the the people that know they're not all six o twos, they're the ones yapping on Facebook. Good for you. Just let them race. They're the ones that want to build them but are being told that they can't, but we're not going to get into well, that. So. I'm not going to get into the politics of it all, but a uh, good race. And, and shout out, you know, Rob Schultz, he's he's neutral on all this. So, he is. Um, and shout out to him, not only, not just because he's a, a sponsor here on the podcast now, but um, he was up at Shimong racing the night before and Try flew. Shimong. 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 Yeah, he was up there racing, and also um, 34 ground pounder. Mm, oh, John car. Smith. John yes. Smith was supposed to be up there racing, but was told that the vintage cars had decided not to rain to race because of the rain. It mm. never rained. That's curious. I I was I wanted I wanted so bad to comment on his post as the ground pounder Facebook page and just be like, just um, come back home, come home. Yeah, come on. We'll let you race. Um, but no, Rob flew his personal plane to New Smyrna, got here at what, 5 o'clock and went racing? No, he was here at 3.30. He was taking just a taking a nap. Gotcha, gotcha. I had to register him. I had his damn transponder <laughs> in my back pocket for like an hour. Also had one of Brad's transponders because we had two. And I'm like, what the hell, man? I was like, I had your transponder in my back pocket for an hour so you could sleep. You never know what your next job might be at the racetrack. With Rob Schultz, there's no freaking telling. <laughs> he, he's a great guy. He, he's such a character. He's got his personality, though. Like, talking to him in Victory Lane, he just he radiates personality. He's just happy to be there supporting whatever he's doing. He's so, a happy little squirrel. He's a happy guy. Happy, happy guy. I love Rob And uh, we appreciate him them. And Colleen are just They're amazing people. Great group. We, we spent some time with them uh, finalizing the, 
the sponsorship deal. I uh, still the think night. they wrote the check out to the wrong person. No, they gave it to me. It's all good. It's <laughs> not the racing with Margot. Oh, to Peyton. The racing with Peyton podcast. That's next. That's the next one. Hey, D'Alessandro, it's time to re up. You know who to pay. <laughs> I'm not getting in the middle of that. <laughs> um, so, just real quick here, uh, like, like we said earlier, pretty good night of racing, all things considered. Uh, Wayne Parker, Ricky Moxley, Jerry Simons, Alan Bruns, Mike Dom, your top five in the Modifieds. Dodge Carlbert, Brad Blanton, Todd Hot, Robbie Yoakum, John DeGeorge, your top five in the Mod Minis. Uh, Bomber A's was Stephen Wright, Dustin Higdon, Todd Latour, Chris 70, and Brandon Monroe, who built the motor in the parking lot before, well, in his pit stall pit before the race. Um, Tony Bromley, Frank Button, Ben Say, Noah Partlow, Wayne Lewis, the top five in Bomber B's. And your 602s, Bud McIntyre, Rob Schultz, Christopher Hatton, Tom Toronto, and Randy Glick, who I think is my new favorite name in <laughs> in the races. Randy Glick. He's been around for a while. Yeah, that that's what uh, that's what Kenny was telling me. Um I'm sure he was. <laughs> well well, we we did we talked about it on the, the Pit Pass podcast. We're like then the fifteen's here and I don't know who's driving and it. I was the one who told Right. You and then who you, it was. you told me and then Kenny goes, Oh yeah, I was talking to that guy for like two hours today. And I'm like and you didn't know what he was driving? He's like, no. Didn't so, know his name either. That's a credible sort, source. <laughs> Kenny is the Wikipedia of New Smyrna Speedway. Hey, but at least he's at least we have a Wikipedia, damn it. You can get, you can get some good stuff, and you can get some... Mm, better check another source stuff. Uh, but that's why we love Kenny, because he's got his... He's got... <laughs> that's Kenny's, kind of and I, I, I mean that in a good way, because Kenny's got his nose in so many different Facebook pages. I don't know if he knows what is reality anymore. So... Kenny, keep up the good work. Um, always appreciate him sharing everything. I'll put up a post, and then I'll get back to work, and then I'll check the post, and it's got like 15, 20 shares because Kenny blasts it everywhere. So. Yeah, I've got him on the 602 page to help me out because like when we were on vacation, I yep. just didn't want to. Um, but also sometimes I just don't want to. So like we'll do <laughs> <laughs> I feel no. you. At one point, I'm just like, hey, can, do you mind helping me out with this? Because I've already got the ground pounder page. Plus, you know, the two small children that I chase daily. And then don't even talk to me about Ryan. Your third child. My mother-in-law's child is my hardest one. Yeah. A little bit of news, which I know Margo's not going to care about. But uh, uh, early this evening, as we were sitting down for dinner, I, actually, I was out on a walk with my daughter. I um, got a text message from somebody at the racetrack, we finally have the rules for the Armadillo 100, uh, which the first year, Margo's like, heck this, I'm out. Hey, I'll take a refill. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, so I'll, I'll take I'll take this one. Um, the Armadillo 100 started a couple of years ago, and it did not get to run last year due to various reschedules and whatnot, which was too bad. But it started off pretty good. But it's always been the American-made cars only, for good reason. the The person who made those rules had good intentions with those rules, but they were so limiting and so picky that it was like you'd have these people that were interested, and they're like, "Oh, well, I can't do it because of this, or I can't do it because of this." And then we'd go over to Citrus, and kudos to to, to them on their events, um, and, and we'd see forty, fifty, sixty cars for an enduro. Uh, which, of course, always looks better on a smaller track. Uh, there's less space. Um, but we've we've been talking about... Margo's back. Uh, we've been talking about the the rules for the Armadillo and what we're going to do because the last few years it's it's fallen off and the Bad Bunny just never really got going. 
uh, which was too bad. It was good to see our friend Steven out there destroy his car. It was but, great to see Steven destroy the car. Yes. Sorry, it was great to see Tyler Dewar just. Well, Steven tried. He tried real hard. But like a lot of things Steven does, he failed. Yeah. So um, we have decided that we're going to go. And I put up a post. You know, the rules are going to be similar to Citrus rules. And William Hyman comes Copy out and goes, uh, similar, you mean the same. Yes, I didn't want to just be like, so we copied, uh, we we took inspiration from and decided to go with their rules because it... Does this mean we're going to stop talking shit about citrus now? I don't know. Um, my my whole point with with why I was a big advocate for the rules changes, and you can go hear my podcast before the Bad Bunny event. Um, when you do the same thing over and over and over and expect different results, it's the definition of insanity. So when you do the same thing over and over and nothing is working and it's it's getting worse, if, if we had done the same rules this year, I would have told you it was just a complete waste of time. Don't even bother. But now the, the Citrus rules, it's much more open. It's much simpler. I had a guy message me two weeks ago on the Facebook page about the rules, and I said, as soon as I get them finalized, I'll send them to you. And um, by, by the time this podcast is up, they'll be up on, on there, so I don't need to tell you when I'm putting them up. because They'll be up soon. Um but I sent him to this guy, and he goes, oh, my God, this is perfect. All I have to do is get a fire extinguisher. He doesn't have to change this. He doesn't have to change that. Auto parts for like 20 bucks. Exactly. That's all he has to do. His car is ready to go instead of, well, I have this car, but now I can't race it because your rules are limiting. So, well, you know, it's four and six cylinders. It's, you know, inline four cylinders. So the exotic stuff, you know. You'll have to read the rules. But I think it's going to be a lot better. Um, Zach it's Curtis. a V4, honey. You know what I mean. Four-cylinder, six-cylinder cars, for Christ's sake. Uh, Zach Curtis is going to come out and be fast. William Hyman is going to come out and be fast. But guess what? They could race minivans, and they would be fast because they know the track, and they're good at what they do. So I don't even want to hear that argument. Uh, but I really think it's going to help. Uh, e car crushing, car crushing, car crushing came on board, added some extra purse money. It is now 3000 to win the Armadillo 100. If the Armadillo doesn't work this year, run it over with a car. That's what I have to say on that. So, any final... I, I want a Pontiac vibe. Yes, I know you do. You want to be vibing. No. And why? Not tell a everybody. Pontiac vibe. A Pontiac Aztec. That's right. Well, and tell everybody why. I want to do a Walter White mobile. Will you grow a goatee and put a bald cap on? And uh, wear a... I don't know about grow a goatee, but I can do theater makeup, so sure, why not? There you go. And will you wear... Um, I will be the, the one who those knocks. caps? Is this... Uh, it's a specific kind of cap. And You've I can't got remember one, don't you? I had one somewhere. I'm sure I can find it. It's probably in the closet with the rat. And then uh, can I have Heck Girl Salamanca sitting next to yes. me? Yes. Ding, ding. That'll be your horn. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. Um, so, yeah, if anyone has any of uh, those spare, let us know. Or just any. I want. I really want to do the powder puff race. So I'm sure we can find your ride. I want a safe ride. Safe ride. Safe ride. Right <laughs> <laughs> right we both went there. That's how our minds work, folks. Um, any final it thoughts? Either that or slow ride, which is my usual powder puff. Apron on the apron. Might be wet down there. Uh, any final thoughts on uh, not at New Smyrna or anything else New Smyrna related? What do we have next week? Or are we doing that after the break? Oh, family fun night this week. Glad you mentioned that. Uh, $5 entry. Again, um, you'll hear the interview with Paul Kochi coming up on the next segment. we got two interview the, interviews this week. Paul Kochi and uh, Lacey Cool will be on here. Um, if, if anybody would like to sponsor a Power Wheels ride for Dawson, he's a lot better at driving than he is bike riding. Yeah, yeah. 
Power Wheel races this week. I'm gonna get his dad to bring one. Spectator races, uh, autograph is, session. Is, is there a like a limit on to how big the Power Wheels can be? I don't give a shit. Because Dawson's got like if one it's of those if it's ones. one of those little electric car. There's a freaking Cinderella. Pumpkin no, his, carriage his out is there. like one of the Polaris side-by-side ones. I don't know. Is it electric-driven? No, bitch powered? runs on gas. We're got gas in it? <laughs> it's got gas in it. We're going to have to have a trailer to pull it. Well, whatever. I don't care. If, if it Can he bring his quarter midget? That, that Does it run? It runs. It just Is it off out. the ground yet? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know what? I'm not tech. It's got power to the wheels. All right. Well, if whatever. Tony Bromley can steer his kid's power wheels car with a remote control. Whatever works. I can put my kid in his quarter. Bring, bring, if you got a spectator vehicle and want to do the spectator race, bring it. You got a power wheel-esque thing, bring it. We'll figure it out. So can I run the spectator race? No. Why? Car seats are expensive. Insurance covers them. No. I don't have insurance anymore. I let it lapse. <laughs> I was waiting to get this deal done with Rob so I can car. pay the insurance. It's my car. <laughs> it's my name on it. But it's my car. <laughs> yeah, just because you drive it more. Um, but no, the LKQ Super Stocks are back. I'm excited to see the next chapter there. Um, we'll see. They've had a few weeks to cool down, but I'm sure the rivalry is going to heat right back up. When you got, They're the best division. You got the three car coming way. back out. They are. In my I'm opinion, just they are. a joke. Calm I know. Down. I know, but I'm just, just saying. Um, that, to me, is worth five bucks to get in. Uh, you got mod minis, you got bomber A's, bomber B's, and the ground pounders all back. So, in my opinion, can't go wrong with family fun night. We. There you go. So we're gonna take I'm excited a. Excited to see the ground pounders. Uh, I'm excited to see all it six all. Six of them. I, the six, four, three. I don't care. They whatever. run for free. Who cares? They're, I'm sure there'll be like ten to twelve spectator racers. So anyone wants to bitch about car count, look at all the people coming out racing their own shit. Um, so yeah, let's take a quick commercial break here. And then we'll play the interviews from Paul Kochi and Lacey Cool on the other side of the commercial break. And then we'll come back and talk a little bit of NASCAR here because uh, absolutely nothing went down this week on that side of things. Hey, everyone. Wanted to take a quick moment and thank our wonderful partners here at the Racing with Ryan podcast. Remember, you can become a partner of the show for just $5 an episode. You can buy one episode or... You can buy a bundle of episodes. There's never any obligation to continue after your episodes expire. There's never going to be any pressure. Um, if you like what we do here on this podcast, if you want to support the podcast, um, it, it helps us travel. It uh, it helps us upgrade equipment. It, it helps keep the show going, and uh, it helps show your appreciation. And we can help you get your business out there to the people that listen to this show because, believe it or not, quite a few people tune in on a regular basis so five dollars an episode gets you on board and speaking of coming on board we welcome schultz engineered products and schultz racing fuel cells to the racing with ryan podcast as a brand new sponsor here i mean think about it every race car needs a fuel cell so you might as well go with the best you can check them out at schultzproducts.com did you know they created the new fuel cans that they use in every NASCAR pit stop in the top three series. It's the self-ventilating one, the one that got rid of the catch can man. Uh, much safer design, much more efficient. Um, so Schultz Engineer Products, I mean, they're in every single NASCAR pit stop that you see on TV. So obviously right there, that tells you very reputable company. So if you need a fuel cell, I would recommend checking out Schultz Racing Fuel Cells 
and uh, get on board with them. They're the official racing fuel cell of the SVRA. What is that, you ask? That is the Sports Car Vintage Racing Association. So, so many accolades by this company. Uh, so many great products. Again, we welcome Schultz Racing Fuels and Schultz Engineered Products to the Racing with Ryan podcast. Check them out. Check them out at SchultzProducts.com. Of course, we thank American Auto. Um, they've been on board with us for a long, long time. One of the first major sponsors to jump on and support the show. Um, they've done so much for us, not only just supporting the podcast, but making sure our vehicle is up to standards. You know, we, we bought a new vehicle when we had the baby, and we want to make sure that it's running well because, let, let's be real, we, we bought the car for the baby, and uh, EJ always takes good care of us. Of course, American Auto, located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, and you can call them for any of your business needs at 386-428-1941 for fast, dependable service you can always count on, American Auto. And we also thank 124 Welding and Fabrication. Of course, that's Ron D'Alessandro's company. Uh, make sure you check out his Etsy store. Go to Etsy, type in 124 Welding and Fab. It'll pop right up. Um, obviously, if you need welding and fabrication needs, he'll take care of you. Um, he also does great metal work. I mean, he made the trophies for the Florida Southern Ground Pounder uh, banquet last year. Um, it would be great to get him to do the... Uh, uh, the banquet for, for the track this year because his products are just outstanding, top-notch. Um, he made the, the Racing with Ryan plaque that we have here uh, in the studio. I'm looking at it right now. Just fantastic work. Uh, we've, we've given his work as gifts, and uh, it, it would make a great gift for you to give to your loved one or uh, to hang up in the man cave. He's got all kinds of great stuff. Check out his Etsy store and support him there. Uh, he just re-upped with the show, so he'll be on board for a long, long time, and we really, really appreciate that. Uh, some other thank yous here. Big thank you to 70 Motorsports again, uh, contributing for another month of the show. And we greatly appreciate that. Uh, Chris 70 becoming one of the top runners in the Bomber A division. Perhaps a win just around the corner there. So keep your eye on the number 13 Bomber A. Chris 70 now a big supporter of the Racing with Ryan podcast. We also thank Andy Morrison and his company Never Give Up. They do auto, auto parts pickup and delivery. Uh, so if you need anything done, just get a hold of Andy, see what he can do for you. Um, he's definitely willing to help you out. Uh, he's got great products for sale. I know he's got never give up hats and he's got his never give up stickers on a lot of the bomber cars. Uh, big race fan and huge supporter of the racing with Ryan podcast. So we thank him as well. Also Jeff white racing. They came on board as a major sponsor a couple of weeks ago. Also they support uh, the Ashley Holmes Jack's truck segments when the trucks race and we talk about the trucks. So they support us in a number of ways here. And uh, we, Hope that you'll support them too. They've got a great shop. So if you need anything done, um, I know another one of our sponsors actually just picked up their truck chassis from Jeff White Racing. So we should see another truck out on track here very, very shortly. So thanks to Jeff White Racing for coming on board. Also got to thank Bromley Motorsports for sponsoring a number of episodes here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. And, um, you know, they're, they're just a great bunch of people and uh, we really appreciate their support along with Doug Samian. Doug Samian has come on board as a supporter of the Racing with Ryan podcast as well. You can ch check out Doug. I believe this weekend he'll be racing his LKQ Superstock. So we appreciate his support here. And we thank Ken Copley and his sponsors as well for supporting the EMOD segments 
Uh, it's been a while since we've had an EMOD segment, so I want Ken to get his name out there and uh, wanted to show our appreciation for Ken Copley Racing and all of our sponsors here at the Racing with Ryan podcast. Again, uh, $5 an episode. You can come on board one episode if you if you want. If you want, you can do one. If you want to do 100, you can do 100. If you just want to, hey, here's 20 bucks, throw me on the show. We'll take care of you. We keep track of everything, and uh, sometimes we give you bonus episodes um, just because we appreciate your support. So thank you all for listening, and uh, enjoy some interviews. <laughs> all right, folks, on the Racing with Ryan hotline this week, we have a very special guest driver of the number 99 LKQ Superstock over at New Smyrna, Mr. Paul Kochi. Paul, welcome to the show. What's going on, Ryan? Not a whole lot. How's, uh, how's life with the new baby? Uh, can't sleep. Can't sleep. Sounds right. So can't sleep, exhausted, and all the money goes to the baby. So, sounds about right. Everything's going uh, par for the course, man. Yeah, sitting at the shop right now, looking at my car, still sitting on the trailer from last time we raced. So would that be about a month? Something like that. It feels like it's been forever since we've seen the super stocks with the way the schedule and the rain has played out. Right. How worried about it though. We'll take it off trailers to still be fast. Oh, you you guys are good. I mean, you guys can work on it till like five o'clock and still get there for race day anyway. Um, so you guys, yeah, I'll probably pull all nighter on Friday. So, Paul, tell us uh, tell us how your season's gone so far in 2022. So far, I really wish I had my car done for the opening race because I'm not too far out in points. We're doing pretty well. It seems like I started off a little bit better in Jerry's car. So far, we did the standings with my car compared to Jerry's car, and I have one better race in my car than Jerry's, but I started off in Jerry's car pretty well. With uh, I think in the 50 lap or first time out with Jerry's car, we finished sixth. Only went a lap down on lap 49 <laughs> with a car that we built in four days. Then we move over to my car, first time out with it. We come out, and I believe we finished seventh as well in my in my new car. And now Jerry's car that you referenced—that was the car that the blue car that you drove most of last year, correct? Most of last year, correct. And now Gage Gage Spears has now took over the reins of that car. Right, and you built your car. Now was that a brand new car that you built this off season? Brand new. I've been building the car for two years. I recently had a metric that I raced for quite a while since 2015. I traveled around with that one. I did 15 races over at Citrus when they reopened. I didn't do too bad there. I was well up in the points until I got my first DQ for ride height. And then after that, they changed the rules to drive her out of the car. And I, I thought the rules were for that night. And I made the I pushed the right height to the limit, you know, to get around that track. And so we got our first DQ and put us back to seventh. I believe I worked my way up to fifth by the end of the year. Well, that's I not, believe that was 2016. Well, that's not too bad considering the, the DQ. I mean, you're, you're on track to do better than that this year and you missed a whole race over at new Smyrna, yeah. which, yeah, I just got to keep, you know, I got to keep it clean. got to keep the nose clean and, uh, keep, keep my, uh, my hot-headed self down, relax a little bit, and see. Uh, you know, I get told to pick a lane, so this time I pick the lane. I pick the bottom, and I'm not giving it up. Well, and, and you mentioned it. You you have a a fiery personality. You're one of those guys who, when you put that helmet on, man, you you're intense, and and you you kind of wear your heart out there on the racetrack, and it, and it shows. You've had some good moments this season. You won that dash for cash, which was a special moment, and then you've had a couple of near misses. 
Um, now, obviously, you've got that taste of victory with the dash. I know you want that feature win. What's oh, it yeah. going to take to get there? Uh, keep my head, you know, keep my head down and keep doing what I'm doing, doing homework. Uh, every time we go out, we learn something new. We did learn that you can't close the stagger up too much because you will, you will get a push, you know. So now we went backwards, we went forward. So now we found the medium where the car's got to be. And I, I believe on Saturday she should be fast. Yeah, I expect you to be right up there with the contenders. You've you've come a long way in just a couple of months this season uh, with that car. I mean, you came out and you shook it down, a couple of solid runs, and then, like I said, you got that dash for cash win. And, uh, man, you almost had that first win a couple of weeks ago. What was that race like with Rich Clouser all over your back bumper? Uh, I should have just raced my race because I had them gapped. I should have, you know, I, I had a problem with the distributor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ignition module started going out on it. So halfway down the straightaway, it started sounding like I was hitting my rev limit. And I'm like, there's no way I'm hitting the rev chip because yeah, I got it set at like 6,700 RPMs. At, at the time, I had it at 64 to see if we could hit the chip. But we never even hit the chip with the car. And come to find out, it was the ignition module took a crap. Well, that's not that's not helpful at all. And, and yet you still almost I, won the dang I thing. I felt like, don't get up in the racing groove. You know, if, you know David's car is a very fast car. You know, yes, it, it is. A lot of people had their hands on it. You know, at first it was a Reynolds car, and when it was a Reynolds car, that car was winning every weekend it came out there. Mm-hmm. I remember and that. Then David took it over, and, you know, he, he had it at Boyd's shop. And, you know, it's, it's been around, so the car's got got a lot of potential with the right driver in Oh, absolutely. And, and David, David himself has put that car in victory lane. Oh, yeah, he won a championship a couple of years ago with that car. Since he got yes, back yes, into it did. with that car, yes, I mean— did. Whenever it shows up, no matter who he's got driving now, um, that car is always one to worry about. And I, I know from from my perspective, that race, uh, it would have been really cool to see you get that first win. First wins are always a good story. Um, but that finish. It's, it's, it's a car that I literally built with my brother Richard. We started this car two years ago when I sold my old one. I, I figured strip the old car down as much as I can take off of it. To put on the new one so basically yeah. the only thing that i took out of the old car was all the ignition and all the dash the gauges and stuff like that and the motor and train well i mean it's all going to pay off when you get that win and you think about all that hard work i mean it's going to be uh quite the moment for you i'm sure considering how excited you were for that dash for cash but i gotta ask you coming across the finish line side by side literally locked doors with rich clouser you know kind of a legendary driver at new smyrna um, what was going through your mind the minute you crossed the finish line? Did you think you won? Did you know you were second? What what's what's going on in the mind I, I of Paul there? Like I was robbed of it, you know. Uh, in a way that that's racing, like everybody says, you know. I did go in a little easy off in the three or four. I think I can get a better run out the corner because I was pinching the bottom going off. So I already knew I was going to wash up in the center. Yeah. And I expected him to dive underneath me and be a drag race, but he didn't dive underneath me like I thought he was. He's sent me for a ride it looked so, like uh, so instead of trying to catch the car i just kept the wheels to the left and drove right in his door it looked like ricky craven and kurt bush back at darlington in 2003 it was very and, reminiscent so I, of that I leaned on him. we talked about it uh on what was it monday i gave it a couple of days and i called him on monday and we talked about it he said yeah you, you doored me and i leaned back on you you listened back and i was like yeah i should have gave up after we crossed the line because you let off and i did <laughs> you went for a ride that was crazy 
Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't do anything to the damn car besides tie rod in, man. Yeah, I dude, I thought I thought you were both gonna go for a ride after all that. So I'm I'm glad it was, you know, you had to do a little work to it, but I'm glad it wasn't too bad. He had to do a little work to his and uh, but yeah, man, that's David's probably still upset with me, you know, because I'm not. I'm as you can see, last year with Jerry's car, I got called hammerhead because I was being a little aggressive, I guess, with the front bumper. That happens. Hell, I'm trying to get up to the front winds here, right? So if you're going to block and there, your goal is is to get around the racer in front of you, correct? So if they're racing their hardest and they're they're using up the track to keep their car up underneath them. You got to find a way around them, right? So absolutely. Hell, if I can't get around them, maybe I help them get into the corner a little bit harder than they're supposed to. <laughs> Wash them up the track and then get up under them. You know, me and Don Duval last year. You know, I I kind of laid on Don a lot. You know, on his rear bumper, and he got mad at me and told me, "You do that shit with your new car." And he goes, "You'll be building a new one." <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty good advice, though. Um, you know, so as you can tell, the front of the, the Monte Rero is still still clean, still pretty clean after uh, that. What's been a war in that division, and uh, what's it like being part of one of the most competitive, uh, wildest, and craziest divisions out there? It's intense, man. From the drop of the green flag to the checkered flag, your heart is pounding. I catch myself holding my breath sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, we get a couple of divisions, um, you know, not to pick on any of them or discredit them, but, you know, the guys get out there, they get separated. You kind of know what's going to happen from the drop of the green flag, and there's not much action. But with you guys, I mean, the heat races are so important. Uh, starting position is so important because you want to get out in front of uh, of, of those other guys and, and keep that track position. But everybody's so close. That, Sorry, cut you off. The top eight cars in the division that any given Saturday night can win. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly what I was getting to. I mean, that's that's what makes when the super stocks are on the schedule. I feel like people should they have to be there so they don't miss something. Hopefully, uh, on Saturday when we have our town hall meeting, we can come up with some rules that will invite other cars to come up. You know? I Maybe I would love that, man. The more the merrier, right? Along with Citrus, Citrus on their pure stocks, their big spring Monte Carlos. Their left side percentage is 58% for the big cars. Now their Camaro's still got to run 55% because they're leaf spring. Gotcha. Well, I can see our track trying to trying to put that into the rules because I, I have a couple buddies that race at Citrus now that would love to come run with us, but they don't want to move letter because they're they're at 58% left side weight. You know, where our rules is 55. They don't want to take off that left side to come run with us, so. Figure hell, I believe our cars would handle much better with 58, and it won't wear on our right side tires as much. Well, I mean, hey, if it's better for the current division and for enticing others to come, I'm all for that. Um, I believe it would be better competition, too, because now you're using your tires up evenly instead of only your right side. Right, right. And that, that could save in the long run, too, especially with the, well, the limitations well, that we you know, have. You know, racing's not about money. You know, I'm, I'm not in for it to make me money. No, you're you're in it to spend money. I just love doing it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. That's why we do it at this level, and and you know, that's what makes it fun. Um, you know, I wish it wasn't so expensive because that does get taxing on on families and stuff. But uh, you know, to to hear you say, you know, through all you've been through, you're still doing this and having fun with it. I love to hear that. Um, Got to ask you, um, what? Uh, what is it about your number, car number 99? Why number 99? 
99 came from Shelby. So my birth year, my birth month is September. So it's the ninth month out of the, out of the year. Okay. And she was born in 09. So we were going to do it 099, but I was like, why don't we just get rid of the, the zero baby girl and just run 99? There you go. That's perfect. My birthday is September, so it, it stuck. And then uh, at, at the time, I was a big uh, one of the Carl Edwards fan. Okay, yep. And he was 99, so that works perfectly, too. And uh, she 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 enjoyed watching him every time, every Sunday when he would do a backflip. So I, I think that kind of, that number stuck in her head, too. So number 99, and it has significance. Uh, some people I've asked on this show, they're just like, oh, I just picked one. So it's cool to hear that, that yours has a kind of a sentimental backstory to it. And uh, yeah, if, if you ever come through the pits and take a look at my valve covers, she did my valve covers. Really? Like, it looked like a, a clown grew up on them, but <laughs> I can say my daughter did that, you know? Well, that's awesome, man. Have, have the family hands-on with the race car. With the race car. That's great. That's that's even better. Um, and you, you alluded to it. You raced over at Citrus uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, you, you've done it from time to time. Um, it, what is your favorite track that you've ever, ever raced at? And, and I'm talking – even if it's been outside of Florida, a go-kart track, what's what's been the most favorite place you've ever raced? Hell, I've only, Ryan, I've only raced at two tracks. I've only raced at Citrus and New Smyrna Speedway. So that narrows um, it down. I took my Jeep around Hialeah Speedway when they closed the track down, and I had some fun out there. If I was to ever race there, I would say that track would be, I don't know, rough like Citrus, if not worse. Citrus is fun now, don't, don't get me wrong, but it's kind of like a bumper cars. Yeah. The other guy behind you, you as a brake, he's the guy in front of you as a brake. If you're the leader and you got clean air and you got a car in between, you can check out on them because usually it's a bumper car fest over there. Right. But I mean, by far, New Smyrna Speedway, there's, there's something about the speed of the straightaways there. Yeah. And that's the. That's the one thing we have that all these bull rings don't. And you can have some good racing over at the bull rings. Don't get me wrong, especially Citrus. You you can get the second groove working over there from time to time. But um, at least at New Smyrna, you got the speed. Um, you've got space to race where you don't. Now, the super stocks, they seem to be glued to each other all the time. But there is space to race each other. And to me, that makes for a better show. Yeah, if you look at one of the pitchers, it's, it's uh, Hodge on the inside, Justin in the center, and me on the outside, we're three deep going off in the turn three. And then, then you got um, Doug Samian behind us right there in the back. We could have made it four wide going through three and four if we really wanted to. That, I, I feel like that would end pretty bad for everybody, but it'd be spectacular to watch. As you can tell at the exit, Justin grabbed some brake to let me clear so I didn't pound the wall. Well, thank God he cut you a break. Good thing it was yeah. Justin. <laughs> Now you've um you you've gotten together with with the the Spears boys and you know you guys kind of have this little this little clan out there now how how'd you get grouped up with those guys? I found George actually helped me push my very first race car on a trailer. He thought I came from Utah. Oh, <laughs> I came with a U-Haul trailer. I had I had a race car, but I had no trailer. Uh-huh. So I wanted to go racing, so I went to the U-Haul and rented a trailer and. Uh, I blew my motor up on the backstretch, and George came and helped me push my car on the trailer, him and his brothers, and uh, we became friends ever since that. He was like, hey, man, get yourself another motor, and this time, get a little bit more gear in your car so you don't blow that thing up again. 
There you go. That's that's how friendships are started at the racetrack. You never know who's going to be there to help you, and you never know where to go. Oh wow! Wow. I mean, it doesn't seem that long ago, but it is. I'm sure you were, Paul. I'm sure you were very mad. Uh, it's never fun to blow up slash crash a race car. Yep, and then I didn't get a new motor for the car until 2000, at the end of 2016, or real, right before Citrus opened back up in 2016. Yep. When they, when they redid the track. Well, I remember you, you, you were there for a minute, and then you went away for a while, and then you came back, then you went away for a while, and now you've been back full force, and you're a, you're a contender now, man. Well, you gotta be with these guys. Well, no doubt, they're fast. Yeah, yeah. Justin does all the setups on the cars. You know, if it wasn't for him, none of us would be fast like this. That's what George always says too. Justin went and did the homework. It seems. Yeah, and he's not gonna not make your car fast because he wants competition. He right. wants to beat the best out there. Justin's not gonna say we're just gonna throw this on the car and we're gonna wing it. When we go over it, we'll fine tooth comb, make sure everything's right. Like I'm surprised I'm seeing his in the shop right now. It's been it's been in the trailer just like mine. Well, so hey, we know, we when you get a couple, time, we'll when you get a few off weekends, take it, take it back to the track. There you go. Um, so tell everybody. I, I know a lot of people listening know where you're racing next, but tell everybody where they can find you here. Uh, when's your next race? Uh, what will it? Is it the thirtieth? Yes, sir. This Saturday. This Saturday, the 30th, at New Smyrna Speedway. Come out and check out the LKQ Superstock. Root for Paul Kochi in the 99. There you go. Maybe he'll get his uh, first win. Of course, family fun night, so it's only $5. I mean, I feel like the Superstocks are going to give everybody their money's worth uh, with that race alone, let alone everything else uh, going on. Um, Paul, I want to, uh, to thank you for taking some time, giving us a call today, and also uh, give you an opportunity. If you have any shout-outs, any sponsors, any thank yous you want to get out there. Yeah, I'd like to shout out to uh, Raw Rap Industries. They're great. They gave me my numbers for free on my card. Uh, Edgewater Screens, JNC Great All. Who else we got? Uh, Florida AMC. We got the Spears Brother Motorsports. They're they're the whole reason why I think I'm still racing. Because just the competition with them guys and the brotherhood. There you go. And, uh, like I said, it's great that you've teamed up with those guys. The Spears have been around New Smyrna for a long, long time. Always great people to talk to. And uh, from what you've said, great people to have working on your race cars. So, um, Paul, again, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it, and good luck Saturday. Yes, sir. Thank you, Ryan. I thank appreciate you. it, sir. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, on the Racing with Ryan hotline, we have driver of the number four Drive for Diabetes Awareness Legends car. Lacey Cool, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling in. Hi, thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having me. So, um, I, I've been able and lucky enough uh, when I was helping out at Auburndale to call a couple of your races. And um, it, it's like I told you, I don't know if you remember, but um, in, in Victory Lane, I was just impressed with your prowess and your, your skills on the microphone. And I think I... I think I even told you, um, since Auburndale was looking for full-time help, I was like, hey, if you get sick of this racing thing, I think you could do the the announcing thing full-time. But it seems like, uh, from what I can tell from your website here, it seems like the racing deal's been going pretty well. Yeah, the racing deal's been going pretty well, although uh, the 
the past couple months, we have been going through a lot of diversity, uh, especially with the car. Uh, some things have been happening, but we finally got it under control, and uh, we've been having some pretty good races. Uh, my last race, I actually finished uh, fifth in the Atlanta Thursday Thunder uh, All-Star race that they had. And for the qualifier race, I also finished fourth. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's <laughs> for not... me to go up north and run up there with all the big leads. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Um, you know, I, I know you typically run the Legends cars. Uh, I'm familiar familiar with you at Auburndale. Um, I see you've done some Citrus County Speedways, some 417 mm-hmm. Speedway this year. Um, but with, with some of the off time at Auburndale, I see you, you, you've branched out and you've gone to Atlanta, which you're just talking about. It seems like uh, a good finish, yeah. but uh, a little bit of ups and downs over there, it appears. Yeah, we did have some upside downs uh, right when we got there, actually. Uh, round one, I was going into turn one and two uh, on a restart. Uh, it was like around lap 17. And uh, I'm starting around like fifth or seventh on the restart. So I'm on the inside row. We're double file. And uh, I tested my brakes before we went green. Uh, she worked. <laughs> uh, and then I go into turn one and she goes all the way down to the floor. Uh, I can't go straight. There's a car there. I can't go to the outside because uh, I'm trying to avoid the cars. So I decided my best option with the split amount of time that I had uh, was to spin out into the grass onto the infield and try to not hit anyone. Because well, uh, if I would have hit them straight, I would have probably flipped a couple cars. If I would have gone right, I would have hit a car and went into the wall. It seems uh, like you made the right choice. It rained, and I hydroplaned me into the leaders, and I jumped in the air, and then I landed, and then I hit the wall. So that was great. Oh, goodness. Well, yeah. definitely an adventure over there at Atlanta, but that, that had to be a pretty cool experience getting to go race at uh, one of the NASCAR Cup tracks. Yeah, this is actually my second year in a row going to Atlanta. Last year, I was running my 1250 motor. Uh, This year, I was running my FC09 that we most recently just got. And uh, we've been running pretty good. Uh, We just had issues through every single round after that until round eight in the All-Star race. My car had a vibration and my brakes went out for another race, the race after that one, because we found out finally that it was the master cylinder that went out. Uh, so we've had a lot of diversity this summer, but we've overcome it. Well, that's a good thing because I see that you have a pretty big event coming up here in August. Looks like you're going up to the Alaska Raceway Park. That's a pretty big haul. Yes, yes, it is. Um, we're not actually bringing my car. Uh, we have Tyron Tokenson and uh, Torkelson, sorry. And uh, we have Sagan Bomer. He uh, actually is the one giving us the car. It's one of his cars. And uh, we're going to be racing up there. They're wrapping the car. Uh, Project, uh, I think it's 905. Yeah, Project 905 is going to be wrapping the car. And uh, everyone in Alaska has come together uh, to put this together. They've put, they've given us plane flights, Airbnbs, car rentals, um, basically everything. And I couldn't be any more grateful for this opportunity to go up there. This is absolutely amazing going across the whole entire U.S. from Florida to Alaska to be able to race. It's awesome. Well, that, that sounds like it'll be fun, even if you're not going to be racing to be a part of that event. I've never been to that track, but it looks like a beautiful place to be. Um, what exactly are you going to be doing up there? Uh, when we get up there, we're 
we're going to be flying out on the 3rd. We get there on the 4th. Uh, then we're going to be going to a couple of places up in Anchorage and Palmer, Alaska. And we're going to be set up with the race car, spreading diabetes awareness. Then on the 6th and 7th, we are going to be racing at Alaska Raceway Park. Uh, we have uh, two races on that Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and then after that, we're going to probably be doing some more off-track events. And we're going to be hanging out with some of the people up there in Alaska. Oh, that sounds like a great time. And, and I mean, I guess it's kind of nice to have this little bit of a, a breakdown here down in Florida so that you can go travel to some of these places. Um, you know, I, I know you, you probably like running the bull rings down here, but uh, to be able to travel and, of course, to uh, to spread awareness of you know pretty much the whole reason you're, you're racing. That's uh, very cool that you have that opportunity. Um, you know, I I figured, you know, I, I get a lot of racers on this show that we just like to talk racing, but uh, I, I know you're racing for a greater cause. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about the Drive for Diabetes Awareness. Yeah, so Drive for Diabetes Awareness is the foundation that me and my family created after my little brother Rocco uh, unfortunately passed away from type 1 diabetes. They said he had the flu three times to go home. I'm going to try to put this in the shortest way possible but they said he had the flu three times go home uh my mom wouldn't go home because she obviously knew how that something was wrong uh he was one years old just recently had his first birthday it was two weeks after that and um they just continued to treat him wrong and it, unfortunately he went into diabetic ketoacidosis and went into diabetic coma and passed away because uh, they continue to treat him wrong. Uh, so what we do is we go to the tracks and we go to off-track events. We even go to restaurants. Uh, Sunny's Barbecue is one place that we go to a lot. And we spread the symptoms of diabetes uh, so that no one and no other family has to go through what my family did with my little brother. Yeah, that seemed, I was reading through the website and it, it kind of broke my heart because I, I just I couldn't even imagine um, having to go through that experience. But to see what you and your family have done to to pull through and not let it, uh, you know, eat away at you guys, but to build something from it and, and have this greater purpose. Cause you know, like I said, it, it's great to go out there and, and race cars and, and be part of the racing scene. But when you have a, a purpose that you can, you, you can help, you know, raise awareness for something that a lot of people probably aren't familiar with. So I think it's, it's great what you guys do. And, um, I, I've, you know, I've only met you a couple of times and or seen your race a couple of times and, and I've just been impressed um, even from watching from afar. So I think it's great what you guys have going on. And uh, it's also great that you're able to take it, not just at our tracks here in Florida, but, you know, on the road with you. So I just, I, I think it's fantastic. And uh, obviously, you know, I, I'm very sorry about what happened, but I, I think you guys have been able to take this and, and turn it into a positive thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. So what's the... Um, what, what, what's no um what what are your plans like moving forward uh what are your hopes what are your dreams with with this racing thing well honestly we're we're doing what we want to do right now we are spreading diabetes awareness and uh we're going all over the u.s spreading diabetes awareness so we are doing what we want to do but uh in the future i would like to race late models and possibly continue moving up from there and seeing where life goes but right now i'm doing what i want to do really well that's awesome to hear um late models that's it's definitely right up my alley we'd love to see you in one of those someday um and I, I know you've raced at a bunch of different tracks and even out of state and it's something i like to, to ask all my guests where's your favorite place to race or what's your favorite track you've been on i don't honestly 
her favorite track. It's in South Carolina. It's Anderson. Um, it was a really cool track to go to, especially because you you're you're pitted in the infield of the track and it's such a big track and it's so fast i don't know that was my first year i ever raced a uh, legend car in 2019 i went there and it was just it was awesome it was so cool that is a that that track it's like a, a martinsville but like shrunk down and super high bankings i know they run that uh yeah. the, the big uh sprint car race there so the place has a lot of history so um definitely cool that you've been able to drive there um what's your favorite florida track then my favorite Florida track, my favorite Florida track would be Auburndale because it's fun to drive. But I just wish we had more legend cars out there because right now we're getting about like ten cars and like I don't know. I want to go out there and I want to race against at least like twenty cars. But you normally only get that at like tracks like Charlotte where they have the Bojangles Summer Shootout and the big tracks. So we definitely want to get Auburndale to be like one of those tracks. That'd be really cool uh, if uh, the drive that I be wearing a legend cars could be like that. So you you like having the competition then? Yeah, I like having the competition, but at the same time, Auburndale is like really fun to drive, and that's where I spend a lot of my time just practicing and learning. And it's been a track that I've really developed at. And it's a tough little place too because you don't have all that banking to to help keep the car in there, and you really it's a driver's track really. So um, that's that's pretty cool that uh, that's your your favorite one. Um, other than, uh, some of the events we, we talked about, what else is coming up on your schedule this year? What are you looking forward to? Uh, well, I'm obviously looking forward to Alaska, um, and then moving forward after Alaska in August, uh, our next races are going to be in September at Auburndale. Uh, we don't have any big plans for later on in the year. Uh, in November, we were hoping to have a Drive for Diabetes Awareness Legend Car Race at Auburndale uh, for our charity race because that is uh, National Diabetes Awareness Month. Uh, so that'd be really cool if we could do that, but there's not really any, like, big out-of-state races planned after alaska well i mean hey having big races down here that that's super good maybe if uh i'm looking at the one here in november um if i don't have anything going on i might try to make it out for that uh i always enjoy i I enjoy watching the legends cars since we don't get them over at the big track at new smyrna for obvious reasons um it's nice to go out and i've seen them run at citrus and, and run over at auburndale and they're they're a great addition to the show um, so hopefully I can get out there and, and see y'all race here again pretty soon. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, um, so you run the number four. Is there any significance to that number? Well, drive four diabetes. Ah. That's the only reason why I have that number. I'm kind of forced to have that number. I can't really change it because, well, drive for diabetes awareness. It just makes sense, really. It makes complete sense. And it's even, it's right there yeah. in front of me in the logo as I ask the question. So, um, that, that makes complete sense. You know, it's, it's, it's funny, uh, the range of answers I get on that question. Some people are like, oh, I just put a number on my car. Some people are like, well, I took my birthday. And for you, I mean, it has even more purpose than just, you know, it's a number. It, it literally fits yeah. in with what you guys are doing. So that's super cool. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely just what we try to do is we've branded drive for diabetes awareness with the car and with everything that we do and it just it puts it all together really to be honest what's the um what's your biggest accomplishment so far out, out on the racetrack do you have like a, a big win that stands out or or something that just went really well for you what, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment so far accomplishment was because well when we went out of state this year would be the all-star race that is with 
all the top semi-pro drivers that has the semi-pro, the young lion, the pro, the masters. So what happens is, is you run in the qualifier race with your group uh, in your class, and then the top five from that race make it into the all-star race. So when I made it, it goes off of your qualifying lap time, and we had some struggles in qualifying. We didn't get any practice, so we go out there straight into qualify. And I qualified, like, I think seventh or ninth in my race, and I made it all the way up to third in the qualifier, uh, but I finished fourth. Uh, but I go into the all-star race, and my qualifier time put me in 17th out of the 20 cars. And I made my way up to about... I think 10th and then I was involved in a caution uh, and I had some damage on my fender and my hood so I had to go into the hot pit to get that fixed and uh, ripped off my car and uh, the person that did it because we didn't have a hot pit with my team was Justin who's also another uh, he's a rev racing driver uh, so I used to be with rev racing so we're kind of like affiliated there with that uh, but he pulled that off and I went from 20th all the way up to 5th so <laughs> I think I think that's one of my best races with having all the classes with the pro drivers uh for off track it would be my nascar young racer award and uh getting into the villages motor racing uh club uh hall of fame uh that would be really cool too for the state of florida well it sounds to me like just qualifying for that all-star race was a a huge accomplishment and i'm glad you you mentioned some of the off the track stuff because i I was reading through your website and you've just done so much in in your career and you guys do a great job documenting things and, and making it easy uh, so that people can can follow you, because uh, a lot of teams don't really do that anymore. I mean, like you have all your results on here, uh, you have your schedule, you have pictures, you have um, ways that you can donate to your cause. I mean, what you guys are doing, you're you're doing it the right way, because I feel like a lot of people have gotten away from, you know, ha- having a website and keeping people updated. And um, you know, I I think if you continue on this path and 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 want to continue with this racing thing, I, I honestly believe that you'll go far. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Ryan, because, well, the person that really does a lot of it is honestly my dad. Like, I help with what I can, but he's the one that really puts the hammer down and says, you got to do this, you got to do this, because he knows that that's what you got to do to make it. So that's that's what we try to focus on. We try our best with what we do, with what we have. Well, you guys are, are doing it well, and, and Dad seems like uh, he's taking you under his wing and, and pointed you in the right direction. So, uh well done from everything I can tell. Um, before we uh, let you go here tonight, where can people, uh, A, see your schedule, and B, where can they donate to your cause? Uh, all you got to do is go to dfda.info or driveforddiabetesawareness.org. Uh, then you can go to the donate page on there, and we also have a schedule area. Uh, sometimes the schedule does change, so uh, the most active of our pages are our Facebook page at Drive for Diabetes Awareness, Inc. Uh, that's where we post about when we're racing and all of our information with what we do with Drive for Diabetes Awareness and our events. So those are the best places to find what, we, what we're doing at that exact moment. Um, but, uh, sometimes with the website for DFDA.info, uh, the GoDaddy likes to mess it up. So drive for diabetes awareness will probably work better. Perfect. Perfect. So, um, I wanted to give you an opportunity here to give any shout outs, give any thank yous, think any sponsors, anything like that, uh, before we, before we let you go tonight. Oh yeah. 
definitely. I'd like to thank Drive for Diabetes Awareness, my mom, my dad, uh, and then everyone that's made it possible at Alaska. This is a pretty long, long list of people, but we have Alaska Raceway Park, Tyron Torkelson, Torque Memorial Foundation, So Sagan, uh, Michelle, Doug, Willie, Erica, Project 907, Bills Distributing, uh, Scott Jansen, Matt Brown, uh, Operation Children's First. Uh, we also have Edmonds Import Auto, Bomer Services, Fats Parts, Tony Webster, Tony Harris, and David Kussmeyer. <laughs> so that's that's my long list of people in my brain that I have from uh, Alaska. Those are all the people that have put together this for me to go to Alaska. So thank you to them. Also thank you to Help a Diabetic Child, Golf Mental Strategies, Taylor and Sons Construction, and uh, everyone that's helped me get here, MVP Motorsports as well. Well, I'm super impressed that you can go through that list and name them off without hesitation. Um, and again, that's that's one of the things that really impressed me when I interviewed you down in Victory Lane over at Auburndale, how you were just able to go through everything so professional. Um, and, and again, we <clears throat> excuse me, we wish you the best of luck the rest of the season and in the future as well. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Ryan. It was a lot of fun talking with you. Same here. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said, good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Great to hear from, uh, don't do it. Great to hear from <laughs> Paul Kochi. Uh, that guy, he's got an electric personality. Personality. I swear to God, you're distracting me. Uh, Paul Kochi, he's a, a electric personality. And you heard it from himself. He's a hothead and he knows it. And I think that makes him an exciting addition to any race. And how about Lacey Cool? I mean, young lady in the Legends cars uh, racing for a good cause. She is so well spoken. She is. Um. So I'm not in. I wasn't in here when you did her interview. Right. Did she race for autism? No, or it's diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I she knew it was one of them. Lost her brother to that disease when she was when the, when her brother was one. So that's why. That's why they do what they do. Excuse to like yeah pull, it, yeah her out of my heart as we have See, a one year old and, and I knew from you know subbing over at Auburndale a couple of times uh, you know they had a big you know you know drive for diabetes and, and all this stuff but I didn't know the significance behind it but when when Brent reached out to me to have Lacey on I just remembered when I interviewed her in Victory Lane and I told her like hey Auburndale's looking for a full time announcer so if you get sick of this racing thing I mean you could take my job so uh, she's so well spoken she wants it. Well, yeah, she wants to race, which is great. But if she wants your job, I'll tell her where to send the resume. <laughs> I mean, she could do it. Uh, so well-spoken, uh, racing for a great cause, and, and doing great things um, outside the racetrack besides being in the race car. So it's great to have her on and learn more about her story since, you know, and it's always great when, when people that don't necessarily race with us want to be on the show uh, because this is an all-encompassing show. How do you hear about it? They, I mean, this show gets... A lot of people do listen to it, even even on the episodes that don't do as well. Um, you know, they get shared around, and they said they they listen occasionally. So, oh God, I uh, apologize. <laughs> so it's just it's nice to be able to branch out, and you maybe know, you should get her as your co-host. She's a lot more well spoken. Look, she's probably busy. I mean, she's racing at Atlanta, at Alaska. Uh, you know, hey. If she wants to be on the show, by all means, you, you know how I am. Anybody that we had Steven on the damn show, so that was unfortunate. He did good a couple of times, but anyway, <laughs> it was gonna be a smart ass, but I decided not to, and now there's an awkward silence. Yeah, thanks for 
I try to take when I when I take a sip of my drink, you cover for me. No, uh, that's not my job, sir. My job is to keep te- keep the tiny humans alive. Fine, that's and it. the race car drivers out of the other <laughs> race car drivers. That's sometimes you fail at that. So, a la Jack Hall last week. Uh uh-uh, uh he got drove into. He did not <laughs> drive into anyone. All right, Jack. let's talk about this NASCAR race at Pocono. Um, I went to bed. Yeah, you. It's so funny because. Uh, you talked about last week. You you watched that gentleman's uh, funny recaps. Davy Siegel. Yes, um, and he even goes. He even did a little skit in his recap this week, where he's like, "As NASCAR said, all right, are we done wrecking?" And there was just a lot of single car spins, especially in the first two stages. You looked at me, and now we got back from the beach. We were out later than we expected to be. It was a late night, and you looked at me and said, "I can't handle all this wrecking. I'm going to bed." And so, I knew what ha- I knew what would happen shortly. You knew the big moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew the talking You point. You knew the big moment on the racetrack before the big moment off the racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. I knew the one that was important. So in my opinion, for Pocono standards, pretty good race, but not the most, like, action-packed NASCAR race, if that makes what? sense. What? There was wonderful action. What part did you like? Tell everybody. The one hitting the, the wall. Yes. Because he may or may not have put himself in a position to get wrecked. Fuck around and find out. So, okay, we'll jump right to it. Because mo- most of the race <laughs> was um, a lot of single car spins. Uh, looked like a good day going for Toyota. Ross Chastain gets out in front on the last pit cycle. And oh, he's crash-tain. he's ahead of Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch, who arguably had... It, it was Chastain, Hamlin, and Busch that had the best cars. Uh, most of the race was dominated by Busch and Hamlin. So... Chastain's out there leading and looking like he might be in line to pick up his third win of the season, much to your dismay. And then Ryan Blaney, who just guy just can't, he's fallen off a cliff here lately. He went really fast into the inside Blaney. He, he did. Uh, everybody was having trouble off of the non-existent turn four at Pocono. Um, he spins, hits the wall, brings out a caution. Did, and did now, they forget it's called the Tricky Triangle? Right. Uh, I'll be honest with you, the the... The last stage of the race, I was starting to get tired, so I fast-forwarded through a little bit of it. So I got to the last pit stops, and I watched the the sequence up until Blaney spun out. And then I fast-forwarded through the commercial and got to the restarts. So I didn't even have time to process, like, oh, shit, Hamlin is beside Chastain. Literally, they drive off into turn number one, and I said, oh, something's going to happen here. There ain't no way that Denny Hamlin just lets Ross Chastain get this lead. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to happen. But literally, I hit play on the on the remote with my thumb, as you pointed out. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, shit, something's going down. And you know what? Was it payback? Or did Hamlin just say, I ain't giving you no racetrack. I'll let no, you decide. No, he said it best. Hamlin said it best. Ross Chastain ran out of racetrack. But, I mean, is, is it over? Is it settled? Was that no. Hamlin's plan for payback, or is there more coming? No, I think there's more coming because Ross Chastain will be do something stupid. Oh, oh anybody want to go out for DQ? <laughs> that, to me, is hilarious because... No, uh, you know what? You know what? It's, it's irritating for me because people are like, oh, this was karma. This was karma. Can y'all please go learn the definition of karma and <laughs> stop sucking his butthole well that's what those people are gonna do he, because i'm sorry they're bob ross chastain fans bob say is gonna come at me again this week he's not that good he is 
arrogant. He's got one of he's the fastest good, cars every single week. He is so. in good equipment. He is a dirty ass driver. Open he up may your be. Eyes. He may be aggressive, but he's having a hell of a season. You cannot it's deny so funny the fact because that when Kyle Busch does the same thing, y'all bitch and moan. I don't want to fucking hear it. He's anymore. a great driver, but I don't like I it. I don't want to hear it anymore. Y'all cannot praise what Ross Chastain does and keep criticizing Kyle Busch. All, you can't all I do said, it. all I said was he's having a great season and he's fast. I didn't say I'm not I agree only, with his I'm driving not only style. talking about you. I'm not saying Ryan Stevens. If I call people out by name, they'll get offended. <sighs> <laughs> Stop praising Ross for literally existing and being a dirty driver and then talk shit about Kyle Look, Busch or Kyle Larson or the golden boy, Chase Elliott. Don't. In my opinion, it's okay to like to have two similar drivers and like one and not the other, whether it's because okay, of where fine. they're from. I like Kyle Busch and not Ross Chastain. That's fine. I don't know why you like Kyle Busch, but I don't know why you hate Ross Chastain. So I, I, it's, it's fine. Because he's an arrogant little prick. So is Kyle Busch. Since the day I met him in so 2006. So is Kyle Bush. I don't think that Ross but is Kyle that arrogant. Bush, Kyle Busch I just actually, think Ross is aggressive on the racetrack. Kyle owns up to his arrogance. Ross hides in a corner and tucks his little tail in. No, I think he just accepts his fate and he knows what he... He hides in a corner and tucks he, his tail in. He knows in. that his actions have consequences be, and owns them. If you want to be the villain, own up to the villain moniker. Kyle Busch would rather... Don't try know. to play the good guy and also be the villain at the Look, same there, time. there's a reason why Ross Chastain got the one car and Kyle Busch doesn't have a team for next year, so... Yeah, because they're opening up room for Ty Gibbs. Good. I'd rather see Ty in the 18. And do you know, the dumbasses are like, oh, he's taking over for Kurt Busch permanently. No, he's not. Kurt Busch has a contract through 2024, no, I, you I, idiots. I, honestly, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. If you're going to claim that your media actually do your research... I'll tell you what I think is going to happen once we get through the race. But back to this restart, uh, Hamlin shoves, not shoves Chastain, but took Chastain's line away to where he wasn't going to make the corner. He ran out of race. So he, he had had a choice. Hamlin gave Rostain, Rostain, Ross Chastain yes, a, a choice. And Chastain bounced off the wall and came down and just KO'd the front end of Harvick's car and uh, killed Ross Chastain's day is done and, and killed Harvick's chance to win. And with the way everything went afterwards, uh, that's a shame for Harvick because he could have been in the catbird seat. Um, All these Harvick cars that you made me keep because you like the paint scheme, yeah. every time he sucks, I'm going to start pegging him at somebody. Throw one at someone? I gave a bunch of Kevin Harvick cars away on Saturday. I gave, I gave a Kyle Larson car away, and somebody got mad at me that I wouldn't give it to them because I gave it to the two-year-old that I saved it for. Yeah. Well. Dank of the week, whatever. number two. Um. So, yeah, Chastain crashes, uh, restart coming. It was interesting. The restart came with, like, 14 laps to go, but weather was closing in, too. I don't know if you knew about that, but there was, like, yeah. a line of storms that was closing in, and Rick Allen makes a comment, and he goes, oh, if you look down in turns one and two or whatever turn, it's a lot darker over there than it was when we started the race, and you hear this awkward silence in Dale Earnhardt and, and Jeff Junior, Burton and Steve Letard are just, like, why are we talking about this when there's actual racing going on? I would have just been like, yes, that's what happens when the sun sets. And the clouds move in. Rick Allen's a more... Rick Allen sucks. Yes. Yeah. Let him come. Let him Who's say something. Who's the one that I miss? Alan Bestwick. Alan Bestwick is fantastic. That's the best thing about the SRX series is Alan Bestwick on commentary. That's what I was going to look up results for. But... There ain't been shit, nothing else going on. No, not much, not much else. Um... So at the end of the day, Hamlin outduels Kyle Busch to the finish line. 
And again, I watched this after the fact, and I somehow stayed off my phone and avoided spoilers. Uh, so I had no idea. <laughs> you avoided spoilers because we were with your family that doesn't give a shit about racing. Right. Thank God that helps. Um, I, I, I'm just like, man, Hamlin got his third win. He's like 19th in points. He's got three wins. He's going to be up there with Chase now. This not, not the result I was looking for as far as who I like. But I turn off the TV and I went, well, I hope maybe he gets DQ'd. And then I go, well, I hope not because then that means Kyle Busch would win. And I'm like, yeah, whatever it is, what it is. So I go to bed and, you know, a lot of nights to unwind before I actually go to sleep. I'll scroll through my phone for a little while and to the point where I drop my phone on my face and I know it's time to go to bed. Hey, at least you're not dropping your phone on the baby's face like I do sometimes. <laughs> right. Well, you know, she puts her face there. Um, so I'm scrolling through Reddit and it's not the first thing I see on Reddit. So I'm scrolling, scrolling, and I see... I see Danny Hamlin and Kyle Busch disqualified Chase Elliott wins. And I said, this has to be a joke because I literally said more or less the same thing as I went to bed and turned the TV off. And I'm like, it was from Bob Pockers. It was real. They DQ'd the 11 and the 18 for added pieces of tape under the wrap. Do you think that's DQ worthy? Is it in the rules that you can't make any body modifications? Correct. Yes. I agree. And for everyone, Ooh, why didn't they catch it during pre-race? Well, they don't take the wraps off during pre-race. Because if they took the wraps off during pre-race, everybody would be out there with cars looking like William Byron's and Ryan would bitch that they're all ugly. Ugly? Ugly. <laughs> that, that William Byron, he ugly. <laughs> My Medea just came out. This is what happens when we record late at night. We can't speak anymore. Um, boy. but um, I can't speak, period. You know... I think that if you get caught in post-race technical inspection, you should be DQ'd, lose all your points. And then you have Michael McDowell, who just got nailed for a 100-point penalty, just like Brad Kozlowski did. I saw something with the 42 and the 43 as well. Uh, that was pre-race. They they struggled to get through pre-race inspection, so they got docked points this week as well. So Pocono was a huge Pocono. Pocono a was a rough day on some of these guys trying to... And, and you know what? The the teams, they don't have a box to work in anymore. So they're trying to find a little nuances with this new car. But NASCAR they is... They have whole-ass shops. Why do they need a box? Well, you know what I mean. Sorry. Like they, they don't have a box to work in as far as the rules. Like, there is no more gray area because as soon as, as, soon as you make the gray area, NASCAR drops the hammer. And I think NASCAR is doing a great job. And, and I think this car, uh, being relatively the same for everybody puts it more in the driver's hands, and it's showed and given us a much greater season than we've had the last few years. Um, I feel bad for Michael McDowell because he's had a great season. Um, the point He was in a must-win situation anyway, so I don't think the points uh, issue is going to hurt him too much. But if they were getting away with this advantage, um, this could hurt that team going forward. Uh, but kudos to NASCAR for dropping the hammer as they should. You know what? If it's a piece of tape where it's not supposed to be, or piece of lead where it's not supposed to be. If it's something in the rules that breaks the rules, then you should have your win taken away, your points taken away, and there should be fines. That's how I feel about it. So just call. Um, I think Chase Elliott got lucky here and now dominating the point standings. So what? Got lucky. He finished third in the top two. Got DQ. Right. It's no, no, not but luck. It's no, running he, his race and like not cheating. He up continues to have a great season, but he he got lucky to get the win. Is my point. My favorite thing so far is him being like, "If Denny wants to keep the trophy, fuck it, I don't want it." Did you see Denny's Twitter video of him <laughs> yes, uh, drinking the, the champagne, champagne with the with Did the trophy, the, the piece the, of tape yes. in the mouth? What a troll! I love it. I, I don't really. I'm not a huge Denny Hamlin fan, but I thought that was 
Uh, See, and that, that just makes me funny. so happy because we were going through that bag of cars, and there's the one predominantly purple. Yeah, it's like FedEx 2017 scheme that I love. And yeah. I, I was a Denny Hamlin fan for some reason. I don't know why I, I met just, him when they used to do the um, so at the, at the 500, I think, you know, where you can go through with the fans, the fan zone. The fan zone, yeah. I met him in the fan zone, and he was actually, like, super cool. Like, he stood at the window talking to people. And that made me like him. Over the years, I'm not a huge Denny Hamlin yeah, fan, I but I got, don't hate him. I just kind of fell out of favor with him. It's nothing personal. I just but, He's not one of my favorite guys. But I love that I kept that car, and now he's trolling, and that's the car that Peyton chooses to play with when yeah. she's in her <laughs> playpen. That's and then great. she plays with Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott. So, and I'm like, how the hell did you get that Chase Elliott car? They're all in boxes. We must have had a duplicate. NASCAR takes the win away. First time since 1960, the Cup Series winner has been DQ'd and the second place finisher at that. So Chase Elliott now has four wins on the season and uh, running away at the top of the point standings. Five races to go in the regular season. Uh, you got your 14 winners locked in. You've got Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex clinging to their championship lives with their points. So we'll see well, how that all plays out. Uh, going to the Indianapolis road course this weekend. Hopefully the curbs stay together. Um, we made our predictions for winners last week, and I predicted the person I said was going to win was Kyle Busch, and I predicted the last place finisher. So kudos Who to Who did me. I predict? For Pocono. Uh, you said Probably Larson. Chase. And you say Larson? I either said Chase or Larson. No, I can't remember. You might have said Chase. Because uh, Larson but... was r- r- Larson. I don't know. I'll have to listen. I don't know. At least your pick didn't finish last. So. Um, I did score this race on our scorecard here. I gave the racing a six. Uh, excitement, I gave it an eight. There was enough um, incidents and passes and uh, moments with, like with Ross Chastain and some of the aftermath that I thought it was worthy of an eight. I gave the finish a one because, well, um, Dumb. The, the, the finish didn't matter because it got taken away. So I just I give it a one. Uh, lead changes, it was 15 lead changes. That scores a four in enjoyment overall. Uh, even though I wasn't satisfied with the winner when I went to bed, I in, I, like, I enjoyed my time watching the race, so I gave it a seven. It scores a 5.2, so not uh, not all that high, but not too bad for a Pocono race, and that brings our score for the year, Margo, to a 6.67. That's a low D. I, I wouldn't even give that a curve. Needs improvement. No. A C is a needs improvement. A D is you done failed, dummy. Well, that's an F in my book. But again... A D might as well be an F in my book. Dawson Ford, I hope you're listening. So that's where we're at there. Again, going to the Indianapolis road course. Do you got a favorite for that race? Are you dumb? Why is this a question we have? I am dumb. I am very, very dumb. Who you got? Chase? Duh. Oh, Mike Concho. All right. I am going to I hate the mustache. I need him to lose so he can shave it. Man. um, I'm going to take Daniel Suarez. All right. I think he gets his second win of the year. He's still running well. And I think think he's going to be – I think he'll be a player to get his second win of the season. I'm probably going to sound foolish next week. But, hey, it is what it is. I pick somebody outside of the box. But we're going to have Dawson, so I really hope it's Chase. He would love that. And that would put Chase in a league of his own going into the playoffs. Like, absolutely. I I also think Dawson would love it even more if it's William Byron. It would be nice to see William Byron Can we be have relevant Alex again. Bowman do fucking something, please? I'm telling you, since Martinsville, Bowman's been, or not, not Bowman, uh, Byron's been 
irrelevant. And Bowman just wrecks. He's there. He's just lucky he got that win at, at Vegas, or else his season would be irrelevant. So yeah. uh, I think we've talked about that every week. But um, Sorry, what do you think about uh, motorsports fans? What do you What do you think about uh, Kurt Busch this weekend sitting out with a concussion? I hope he feels better. Please I, don't give Ty Gibbs any more reason to be in the fucking spotlight. I I heard. Um, that he was considering sitting out of uh, Atlanta uh, due to some of the hard hits he's had just to protect his melon. And then this happens at Pocono. Now he's got the win, so he's on the he's locked in for the playoffs, but he's the last guy in on points if there was more than 16 winners. So That was a lot less surprising than the Xfinity. Oh, the flip? Jeb Burton. Holy cow. Now, I yeah, I could not. When I watched the highlights of that, I could not believe it. Yeah, I knew about that at the race track. Is that what you you were sitting there talking to, to some, or we were sitting there talking to somebody, and, and you were looking at your phone, and you went, "How is that what you were yes, referring to?" Okay, exactly okay, what I was wow, all right. Because I, I had no idea what you, what you were looking at, but you no, just went, I, "Wow," I think and, I was or "How?" And, to, like we were, it's where we were sitting down and we were talking to, like CJ and Dustin and all mm-hmm. them, and I looked at something on I like nonchalantly just opened up Twitter and that was the first thing I saw and I'm like how the hell in the world does somebody flip at Pocono? I mean what is this 2002 again with Steve Park? What's going on? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what that's it. The it's random right things that, that come to my mind. Uh, but no, crazy flip there. Great finish in the Xfinity. Way to go, Noah Gregson. Not letting Ty Gibbs beat you on the last lap. Um, I, I know you're not a big Ty Gibbs fan, but I think he did a stand-up job in a substitute role in a car I he's never been he in before. I hope he was standing up. Well, he was sitting I mean, down. Technically, he was sitting down, but I hope he was able to stand <laughs> up or else after he the fact. should have been in the car. I, I thought he did well for his first start, so I don't need to see more of it, but uh, he did a good job there. Um, pretty okay race for Pocono. We'll see what the Indy Grand Prix has for Pocono us. Pocono okay. Is Pocono okay. That's right. Um, I, I think the best part of our weekend... Uh, you can. SRX. Oh yeah, what happened there? I don't. I, I I stopped talking about it because I was told to stop watching if I don't like it, so I just tuned it out. What Chase happened? Chase Elliott won. Oh wow, good weekend for Chase. And then Mark. And, and where were they? Sharon Speedway in Ohio. Is- oh, that's the dirt track, right? Sharon Speedway in Ohio. It was dirt. Yeah, well, that's the dirt track, right? Okay. It's yeah. almost like if you let me get my sentence out, you'll answer your own question. I'll let you answer the question. Don't sigh at me, young lady. It was the Battle of the Blaney's. What did Paul Tracy do? We had, he was a sledgehammer. (laughs) We had YRB and ODB. That's right. Young Ryan Blaney. Old old Dave Dave. Blaney. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But yeah, uh, so Chase won after starting, I don't know where, because that's the heat race starting spot. Chase won. Um... Marco Andretti won the championship. It's over. Okay. Good for them. So there's that. All right. Woo-hoo. Um, so question for you then. Hey. Where's Kyle Bush gonna be driving next season? Brexton's race trailer to dirt tracks. To, he'll just be at Millbridge yeah. every week. Um probably the hauler. Just he's gonna be driving Brexton's hauler. Okay. Yeah. So or driving Samantha insane. I think that this is being blown way out of proportion. Yes, they don't have a sponsor. Yes, it's stressful. Yes, did it's Kyle you, Busch, so it's ramped up. Did you see the video of Joe Gibbs, like, tapping Kyle's shoulder and Kyle's, like, body language? And he didn't, like, hardly even acknowledge him. Do I think I it's haven't being, seen it, but I, I heard. I think it's being blown out of proportion, but watching that video, 
I think they're still, I think Kyle is still very unsure. Yeah. No, I, I think he is. I know there's a lot of rumors out there like he's going to take over for Cole Custer, which would be a boost for Stuart Haas. Now I'm hearing Eric Almirola is not retiring, a la Mark Martin. Um, Why? Now, obviously, we know Tyler Reddick is going to 23XI in 2024. And a lot of people are saying that Childress is just going to kick him out and put Bush in the eight. Um Here's what I think is going to happen. I think Kyle's going to stay in the 18. They're going to figure something out, even if it's a one-year deal. Um, Amarola comes back. The 41 stays the same. Ty Gibbs is going to do another season of Xfinity. Martin but Truex. also, like, cherry-picking Arca and stuff. Maybe. Um, but I, I, I think that Truex will retire after next year. And Ty Gibbs is going to go to the 19. And then the rest of Gibbs will stay the same. Reddick's going to replace Kurt Busch because I think he retires next year. And Eric that's where is retiring. I've heard a lot of people say he's going to stick around for another year. So I think he's gone next year. And then Stuart Haas, I think, will sell a charter and go to three teams. Yeah. I don't think they're going to have the sponsorship for four and they're not running that well. Right, and Harvest's right. going to retire soon, too, so maybe okay they'll get it, too. It's okay to be wrong, but let's remember that Hunt's Brothers Pizza has another driver who, in good equipment, has proven that he can I win. I think Ryan's going to take over for Harvick in two years. I don't see him going to a four. I see him going to the 10. To the 10? I, I, I mean, I thought that's what was going to happen when they announced all this stuff, but now I'm hearing that from from insiders that it's that Almirola's staying, so... Well, your insiders can... They could be wrong. They could absolutely be wrong. I'd love My to see Ryan Priest back full-time. Ryan's going to the 10. Oh, yeah? Who's your insiders? Gordy. My outsiders are Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. But that's all I have to say on I'm that. I'm not naming my people. Not going to name your sources? No. My My source was... Excuse me. My source was the guys from Door Bumper Clear. Cool. You know how many spotters I would trust with accurate information other than Carlo? Those guys Car do High. a lot more than spot. They're like in the marketing and in the ins and outs of what's going on with the teams. So Okay, you act like I don't know some of those same people. No, I don't act like nothing. You act like I don't have friends that know some of those same people. Who damn? I'm not going to name Who my sources. Who they is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how you can tell we're at the end of the show. Um, if you listen this far, God bless you. Um, hey, you dumb, you really dumb. <laughs> so yeah, there's a there's a lot going on. Uh, NASCAR silly season is in full effect. I oh, I also think that Noah Gregson will be in the 42 next year to replace Ty Dillon, and I think that Ty Dillon never drives drives in NASCAR again. Um, oh at least no, full-time. what will we? Do? Also, can I just go on a mini tangent yes. real quick? Why the hell does Austin Dillon have his own reality show? Um, his wife is nobody. Pretty. She does nothing. The the his crew guy is leave Paul, the only thing Paul Swan does is look good. That, like that's take his, his head off of his body and he looks. Th- good. So that's the thing. You got some eye candy and okay. they put but, a show. But why? It. When there are actual and I know there, there's no reason why. It's just like Kyle entire... and Samantha Bush. That is a reality show I would watch. I know, I know, you won't, but that's fine. You don't watch them anyways. They actually do stuff for their community. It, honey, it's the entirety it, this of this is like watching MTV that real exists, real so. housewives of NASCAR or whatever the fuck they wanted to call it the other day, to where you just stroke Amber Balsy Balsy, I don't know, Balsack, you stroke her ego. And I, I, I don't why are we giving Austin Dillon a TV show? Why does MTV exist? Is my rebuttal. To, to give Shine Down a VMA for like the <laughs> first time in ten years. Okay. 
Oh boy. Anyway, so heck this, I'm out. So there there it is. There's uh th- there's our NASCAR up to speed catch up. Uh one final thing here before we let you go. Uh we've been following Thunder Road. They had their midseason championships. Um, not a whole lot really to talk about as far as what went down. It was just a standard night. I think the craziest thing to happen is on those insanely fast pace laps that everybody wants to tell me are uh stress inducing. <coughs> excuse me. Um, <coughs> excuse me while I die real quick. Um, the 11 Tiger crashed in warm-ups for the heat race. So that Why happened. Why are they stress-inducing? Because they I don't, don't waste time. Ken, Kenny and Austin message me every week. They're like, these pace laps are so stressful. They're so fast. So Austin's TV, Austin had to leave in the middle of it. And yep. I know this because he was messaging me, I think, on, like, Friday. I was at Target, and he he was like, they keep saying El Chapo and the mailman like I'm supposed to know who the hell these people are. Well, if you would watch every week, you'd know he who does. the hell they are. He does. So he's not paying attention. Clearly not. Not everybody sees old Justin Blakely and goes, dee well, I couldn't even think of the goddamn guy's name the other day when he asked me. I, had to go I asked you, and I'm like, hang on, let me go to the points. Because <laughs> I will be able to go to the points before he's going to answer me back. Yeah. Well, I was playing drums. So anyway, um... So real quick, because yeah, we're I was at Target. We're getting long in the tooth here on this one. Uh, Chris Pelkey, the midseason championship winner, uh, wins it over Chip Grenier and Stephen Donahue in the late models. In the Tigers, it was rookie Caden Fisher with his second win of the season. Sam Karen second, and Cameron Ouellette in third. In the RK Miles Street Stocks, Josh Lovely the winner over Dean Switzer Jr. and Taylor Hoare with another good run. Um, and then in the Road Warriors, it was the Barbie Mobile Frank Putney. Frank. Who won over Ryan, not Bill Cave, Foster. And then Neil Foster was third. Putney was a winner because Jamie York was DQ'd. Okay, but also in the Road Warriors, that was that there was that little <gasps> moment when the race to read car yeah, being yes. driven by your uncle's friend. Who's not even in the results here. They just don't even put that car almost in the results. wrecked the leaders because he just did the slow groove is at the top and he wasn't doing it. The the slow groove with the Road Warriors is wherever the hell the race to read cars? Yes. That that is the button car. That is the button lane pioneer over at Thunder Road. All right. So, um, and real quick, because uh, I mentioned it last week, uh, we will talk about the points here because midseason championships is double points night. And that's when you really oh, I get have the points champions. For Thunder Road? Yeah. And you have them? Yeah. You mean the points leaders? Yeah. Okay. What do you got? Who's doing what? Because I haven't really looked at it in a few weeks. Uh, Christopher Pelkey. In the late models. By how many? I don't know. Sam Karen. Okay. And Dean Switzer Jr. Oh, I know why you have these. Because they're in the Porter Potty race. Yes, Porter Potty Grand Prix. I'm so excited. It's going to be such a shit show. Oh, my God. I just said Porter Potty Grand P. And I said shit show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're losing it. We're losing it fast. All of our sponsors are going to ask for their money back. They get a golden toilet seat. <laughs> yes, they do. Wait. Is it a golden toilet seat or plunger? It's a golden toilet seat. Oh, man. All right. I can't wait. Uh, so, yes, Chris Pelkey is your point leader. He leads. Let me do some quick math. I'll carry that. Nine, 11 points. 29 <laughs> points over Stephen Donahue. Kyle Pembroke is third. Scott Dragon fourth. And my buddy Marcel Gravel is in fifth. He's not my buddy, but he he's the guy I root for. Um, Marcel the Shell. Uh, so that's where we're looking in your points for the late models in the Tigers. Sam Karen, 
by one point over Justin Prescott. Ooh, even after double points tonight, that's close. And then to third, it's only like 20 points. Yeah, Calkins at 679, so he's like 22 points behind. Uh, 24 points, actually. Uh, so pretty close that's there. Nice. That'll be The Tigers are going to be fun to watch the rest of the season. Uh, in the street stocks, Dean Switzer is your point leader by just 10 over Josh Lovely. So that's pretty exciting. Kyler Davis back in third. It, I love how they have it, like, on their own, like, formal sheet. You like how it's on, like, a PDF? Yeah, and then they have the rookie standings to mm-hmm. where you know when you have to fill in a driver. Yes, they do that. It's, yeah. it's very well organized. Uh, and then the, the the Road Warriors don't get points. But uh, points battles will be fun to follow, of course. It is uh, the Porter Potty Grand Prix this weekend. If you don't know what that is, you've got to tune in this week and watch it because it is hilarious and it's quick and it's it's just a fun I would like to do it in New Smyrna, but that's almost every week in New Smyrna. Ouch. Oof. And with that, <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's everything I've got. Is that everything you got? Mm. Oh yeah, since we have Ground Pounders this week and he's one of your sponsors, I want to give a shout out to Oh Rondell at 124 Welding and Fabrication. He got COVID like two or three weeks ago and is feeling the symptoms of long COVID. And he's just not doing good mentally in his head. He's just like meh. Yeah, it's sorry, it's Ron. Tough, I don't man. mean to air out your your business, but I just want you to know we're thinking about you. And if I don't see you this weekend, I might die of withdrawals. I'm very thankful that when I got it and lost my smell and taste, it came back within like a week because it was kind of. Uh, and if he's still dealing with it, that's uh, yeah, that's rough. He's just so. still dealing with the fatigue, and you know yeah. his job is very labor intensive. Well, yeah, no, what, that's why he takes all his clothes off. <laughs> stay cool. The naked welder I didn't need that image. I'm back sorry. In my head I'm right sorry. Don't go to go to his page to buy stuff, but don't go to his page to look at his pictures. But yeah, we're thinking <laughs> about you, Ron. Hopefully, we can see you this weekend. Yeah, I hope to see him. That's all. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. And again, a uh, big thank you to uh, Schultz Fuel Systems for coming on board as a brand new sponsor here, Rob Schultz and Schultz Engineering. Um, as as we mentioned, Ron D'Alessandro, 124 Welding and Fab. Of course, EJ Wilcoxon over at American Auto. Thank Andy Morrison and Never Give Up, Jeff White Racing. We thank Ken Copley Racing, 70 Motorsports, who's just, uh, he's come on in such a big way. Um, He had another great run at the racetrack this weekend. Uh, We thank Doug Samian, Bromley Motorsports as well. Thank you guys for your support. Our sponsors and supporters and listeners are why we do this in the back of our homes every week. And uh, appreciate you guys. We have two. No, we had just one. So, but in the back of our home would be the. I'll cut that. I'll cut that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Are you no. Do it with your thumb. No, I'm gonna do it with my cursor. And uh, th- they won't hear this part. I'll probably leave it in. I'm too lazy. Anyways, thank you guys for <laughs> listening. I uh, appreciate you guys. And uh, get out to your local short track this week and support whatever's going on wherever you may be. Enjoy some racing. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.